The following program is intended for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. The views expressed are those of the panelists and not necessarily those of the sponsors, Broadway Media, Exactware, or any school district, their respective managements or employees. Geek Show Podcast, and welcome to it. I'm Kerry Jackson. Thank you for downloading us today. And we want to thank our sponsors for making it all possible. Dr. Volt's Comic Connection. Say hey to them seven days a week at 2043 East, 3300 South in Salt Lake. Or go to drvolts.com and shop their digital store using Comixology. I'll see you there next Wednesday. Cabin Fever inside Historic Trolley Square, the place in the Salt Lake Valley to find eclectic and idiosyncratic gifts for any occasion since they've opened their doors in 1982. And Atomic Arcade, open seven days a week, open late at 3939 South Highland Drive. Classic arcade games and pinball at classic prices. And as always, let our sponsors know that you appreciate them making this show happen. Tell them Geek Show says hey. Top, top, get this to the printer, he says. Arnold's 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 Oh, of course. The rocket landed in the pie face man moon's eye. What's three? What's three? What's three? What's three? I have an update. I'm old. I can't remember Are you? anything. I got an erection. <laughs> if I'm going to see a movie, I'm going to need my lap blanket. Lee Actually. said he has a pretty good tolerance for porn. The following that's... series has been canceled in progress. Geekshowpodcast.com Welcome back to the basement. Dude, your basement is so blurry. Dice on show. Dice on show. show. Oh, shit. We doing number two? Let's do it. This is three. Guy, there's a guy came into the restaurant, told me that her ki- his kids. Yes. Sorry, his gender changed on me real quick. Okay. Uh, his kids sing Dice on show whenever he listens to Dice your show. On I show. want a recording of that really bad. So, guy whose name I forgot. <laughs> Get that. Please record that shit because it's funny. Uh, for those who are new to the program and are wondering what that means, third show, <laughs> what does that mean? Well, we record three shows in a day. And we drink and, through all of them. And as we drink, we drink as we go. And mm. that means the third show, usually a little discombobulated. Yeah. yeah. Or like super like metaphysical. Inspiring. And yeah, it either weird. gets discombobulated or... Someone's probably going to cry. Inspiring or something. I'm not going to cry. We're, I'm we're not past, crying on this show anymore. past all of those milestones. I don't think so. The last, no. the last really drunk third show, we had some milestones coming up, and they kind of fucked with us. Yeah. Now they're all kind of past us. I was looking at my time hop, and it made me cry every fucking yeah. day. Stop it. Uh, turn well, that off. Man. I had... Oh, that's why I, 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 I like looking at it. I'm sorry. I don't I, know if you guys I, saw this. I don't know if you guys saw this. I managed to get past that one year anniversary without any no, issues. Let's not be fucking lame about I'm not, it. It's, I'm not going to be lame. died a year ago. Right. I get it. But I got yeah. past it because I'm not, you know, fuck, I'm a Buddhist, right? I get past this shit. It's not, you know, he moved on. He did his thing. He's doing mm-hmm. something else way did, cooler now. But <laughs> a lady a lady came into the restaurant. We have a picture of Jeff. Mm-hmm. It's, it's the best picture of Jeff ever taken as far I, as I'm it's concerned. It's my favorite one. Yeah. Our friend Lola came to Fresh and she took a picture of Jeff and he's sitting there drinking with his fucking Modoc cup yeah. and, and he's just being a goober doing what he does. He's the being guy, vice. Look, look through Facebook. Find pictures of Jeff. He never makes eye contact with the camera. He's always fucking looking off at some That's cosmic right. ass somewhere. That's wait, right. Except, wait, except so, for the one where, it, it, where we're at the City Weekly thing. Well, I'm sorry. If everybody else is looking off into the distance, he's looking straight. <laughs> yeah, right. But anyway, he, he never got the memo. He's sitting there, and it's my favorite picture, not just because it's at my restaurant, and not just because I fucking love Lola and I love Jeff. These are great people, but it's just this fantastic moment of a great guy 
with mm-hmm. a great friend, having a great day, eating great food at my restaurant. Mm. I love that. Well, um, so this 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 picture sitting in the corner, right? It's sitting in the corner of the restaurant. It's in a corner booth, and fans of the show come in and they they sit by the picture. And yeah. there are there are thousands of pictures of Jeff of people sitting next to Jeff. Truth. They're they're having their moment. They're having their Jeff moment. And sometimes it's like oh, I miss Jeff, so I want to sit by the picture. Anyway, Thursday. Um, this lady comes in. She's been coming in lately for a little bit, uh, and she's she's getting to be a friend of, of Rachel's. Mm-hmm. And she sits in the corner booth, and she's eating her food, and she talks to Rachel uh, for a while, my wife, and she's saying, I'm, I'm having a really rough day. I'm having a really hard time. Mm. And uh, I just needed to come here and have some food. And, and then she turns around, and she looks at the picture of Jeff, and she says... But you know, I'm I'm sitting here with this guy, and and he's he's kind of looking over my shoulder, making sure everything's okay. And Rachel just stopped, and she said, "Did you know Jeff?" And she's like, "No." But seriously, this picture just makes me feel really good. <laughs> and she tells me that story when I get home Thursday night, and I haven't, you know, the the anniversary of his death. No big deal. I, mean, he, mm-hmm. I miss him. He was a good friend. I hear this story, and I'm fucking bawling. And it's not sad. It's just. Thanks, buddy. Yeah. Thanks for looking after this lady that didn't even fucking know you and sits down in your corner because uh, I was you're looking after. I was down in Phoenix for the anniversary. Wasn't sad. I'm sorry. You were having I, a great time. I, well, yeah, we were. We had a great time because people were loving cat's art and whatnot. But I, I'm done being fucking sad because yeah. he was a joyous person. Don't be sad for exactly, the passage of a joyous like, person. I'd rather just enjoy. The good times. Mm-hmm. I, I said that in my post. I go, hey, man, I lost a friend a year ago. It's probably one of the sweetest guys I've ever met in my life. You know what? I'm not going to sit here and cry about it. I'm going to sit here. And, I, I really did. I went back and watched fucking uh, YouTube episodes of me and him bitching about fucking movies. I <laughs> wish we had podcasts. There's 20. I wish we had podcasts you know, in the early 90s because I'd love to listen to the podcast of the day Jeff tried to decide uh, tell me that I was gay. Go go watch because <laughs> <laughs> we, we got drunk. It was Jeff and his brother Scott and we spent about and seven were, And they were trying to convince you? They or? were convinced because I was having a hard time getting over this girl. Okay. And they were convinced that the reason why I was having a hard time getting over this girl is because I was gay. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> it makes perfect sense. It makes drunk sense. I was going to say that someone needed to explain to those two uh, what was going on, not not them explaining to you. Oh no, it was it was great because what the 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 rules were: we're going to drop a hit of acid and we're going to drink, and uh, we're going to talk and we're going to talk and we're going to talk, and then after three or four hours, we're each going to take one subject and we're going to go round table. <laughs> and, and talk about Let's what have the issue microphone, bud. Yeah, <laughs> so sorry, microphone. Uh, so yeah, that was that was the one that they had decided that. Uh, <laughs> Here's the subject: Lee is gay. Lee <laughs> is gay. <laughs> if nah, I remember right, go go YouTube an episode of Big Movie and say "When in Rome," which was Kristen Bell, yeah. who yes, she's adorable, but she is also cross-eyed. And I don't. <laughs> I shit. love her. I hey, love her. Dude. That's part of what makes her adorable. Her, sure, her, but she's no, definitely she, cross-eyed. She's so cross-eyed and reefer madness. The the beginning of the episode starts with me and Jeff pounding a giant, uh, not pint. Uh, what's the next pint? Leaders, leaders, leaders. Jeff and I pounding liters of beer. Who can finish it first? I finish it and go. <laughs> and go, yeah, she's cross-eyed. <laughs> oh, Jimmy, uh, this is the six-hour drunk delay. Oh, Jesus. Um, at 12.01 p.m., keeping in mind it's 4.47 p.m., you texted me, you coming over? <laughs> My response is, yes. Yes. Okay. Well, okay, and I'll, right. I'll admit it. 
I still get sad. And you guys sure had a quantum connection. Though. Yeah. Um, not gonna do it. Don't do it. It's not gonna happen. Come on, babe. Make it power through. Power through it. I'm gonna power through. War boy, come on. So I just want to give a shout out. You won't out. get mother's milk. Uh, Nikki. Yum. What's Nikki's last name that like comes to your uh, slip and slide party and stuff? I don't know. <laughs> cool. I'm so drunk. That is such a no, weird so, last name. Um, it's it's uh, it's Comanche so, Indian. I'm not gonna lie to you guys. <laughs> last Sunday was hard. Oh, it Nikki Enright. Yes. Yes. Probably. Yeah. Um, Nikki Enright. She's awesome. I um, was only hard for about an she hour works, last and Sunday. She works uh, for City Weekly. Um, and, oh, I'm not yeah. gonna lie, you guys. I was there by myself until Jay. Jay showed up later, and. Uh, it was a hard night for me. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna say, like, because like, when was the last time I saw him alive? Yeah, you know, it was like, uh, oh shit! Oh, did, is see that, me, did see me power War down? Boy. War boy, come on! War <laughs> is boy, it, is no. that is that that text from last Sunday? Are you coming tonight? Yeah, from Shannon. Oh yeah. shit! I should check my so, messages like, more. I you knew, really like, should. I knew you were out of town, Carrie, and, and yeah, and, that, and and I apologize. And Jimmy was I, out of town. I and, felt and like I should have been there. Fucking fine. Right, I had lost a ninety-year-old German, or I would have come. <laughs> She's just wandering in. But the like, um, yeah, it was, it was, it was a little rough, and it was like, this was. He mentioned it in the bathroom, like, what movies he wanted to show or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I had to talk on the mic, and I fucking cried like a baby again. Which did I was you? Sick of. I did. Damn it, you guys. Well, because I should have been there because I. It happens. Yeah. You're loose with your emotions. Well, I'm loose with my emotions, and it's been a rough road. That's what she gave us. Oh. And a rocky road? It's been a rocky road. It's my but favorite not that, ice cream. Not that fun chocolatey one. No. Um, not the one with marshmallows <laughs> on it. <laughs> and, um, yeah, it's super important due to my life. But um, I just want to give a shout out to uh, Nikki Enright and the people from City Weekly because... Um, she walked up to me and she gave me this awesome framed picture mm-hmm. of all these pictures of um, basically us. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's right here. I'm holding them in my hand right now. Yeah. Well, no, but like I've got this awesome like frame I'm not thing in any of that, those I can, that I can hang up. And it's basically from yeah, sure. all of the best of City Weekly parties. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I, I, oh, I, cool. I need those. I need those. Well, and, yeah. and so she, gave me, the, she gave me the frame thing, right? Uh-huh. And then, but she also gave me this giant fucking envelope of ones they didn't frame. Oh, right, and it's got pictures of like War Boy, War Boy. <laughs> it's got pictures like Jeffy with War Boy, like the the um, you know those photo booths and stuff. Yeah, yeah, when, yeah. When you when you and uh, Jimmy when you it was guys, at your party, yeah. Oh, my party, your birthday party. No, no, party. no, 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 no. The, like the City Weekly parties, like. You, oh, with the uh, Iron Man and uh, Iron War Man Machine. Iron Man and War Machine. Yeah. Oh, it's like your first year Jay's, with us. Jay's yeah. got a bunch of those. Yeah. Oh, we. And this is like, all there. My, my time hop has been awful because yeah. we had a fucking series of those right. things where we would just walk around town wearing those fucking helmets. <laughs> well, guess like a bunch of dumbass. In this picture, it's like, um, like Logan's in them and, mm-hmm. and, you know, Charity's in them mm-hmm. and oh, stuff man. like that. And I'm just like. Yeah. I look at and it made me it made me sad, but I was also just like, I what a fucking rad right. dude that guy was. Well, guess yep. guess where yeah. uh, guess where my Facebook feed has been sad because I have a little bit of social anxiety and I have a hard time leaving the house. Like I don't go to movie night, not yeah. because I don't love movie night. I love it. I love it in concept. 
really hard for me to leave the house because mm. that's my safe place. And uh, I realized that I've got maybe three pictures of me with Jeff yeah. mm. in 25 years of friendship. In a I've quarter s- century of friendship. <laughs> yeah, but I've got pictures aren't going to determine whether how much. No, but yeah. but I when will. I when I go when I go through the big list of pictures of uh, here here I am with my friends. I've got pictures of me with Carrie. I've got pictures of me with Shannon from high school. Yeah, I've got three pictures of me with Jeff. I've got more pictures of him with my kids when they were born. <laughs> <laughs> than I do with Jeff. I will say Again. this. I, I will say this. My favorite picture, and it was like, um, it was taken, it was the last City Weekly party he was alive for. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And my favorite fucking picture is that one, hold on, Jay's going to take a selfie with me. I think well, Jay he's, is, t- he's taking all the pictures now. He heard, well, he heard what Lee said. Yeah. And he's like, I want he's pictures with picks, everybody. So, you know. But there's that oh, one. Oh, that's such a drunk picture. <laughs> there's that one where it's all of us and he is like in the middle. Mm-hmm. He's got his arms up. Arms up like eagle. Like he's flying. Eagle. Like, flying. Let's like, be cheesy. Eagle. Like an angel. But, like but, an I mean, like, and that's what I always that, think. Yeah, Every sorry. fucking time. I'm not in that picture. Ah, war boy. War boy. My favorite picture actually is before that because I'm, I'm not in the picture you're talking yeah. about. Um, when we had our second, uh, it was actually Fanex, yeah. the first Fanex. We went to, uh, was it Poplar Street? Yeah. And we had the big after party there. Yep. Yeah. And uh, our friend Michael Beck. It wasn't Beck, That was Salt Lake Comic Con. That was the it, first one. Yeah. I, thought, I thought it was the second one. No. But anyway, uh, it's it's this picture oh, right yeah. here. I just pulled it up on my phone. Michael, shots. Michael Beck took it. And it's a Poplar Street. It's this picture right here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I see this see? picture and I just... Yep, that's it's, the it's one. you. You'd been on the show for just a little bit of time, Jay. Yeah. And that's, that's the day yeah. we were like, we're going to conquer the and, universe. And I remember everybody walking around. We were on cloud nine because we had yep. all done about a thousand panels each, <laughs> and we were all feeling just, just like, oh my god, guys, this is this is geek show at its best right now. That was that was a Sinatra like Jay Z type conversation. Oh, it was a great I, moment, and we, the look on everybody's face is just like, you know what? We were we were uber we're, confident. We're that. finally some boys. I go up to I said, I'm tired of fucking feeling sad. Mm-hmm. Not no, doing anymore. Don't yeah. feel sad. I'd rather just feel good, laugh at the memories, look at goofy pictures, and laugh at fucking episodes and move on with my life. Well, and yeah, seriously, we've how long have we been doing this show? Seven years. Okay, seven shows. Well, uh, seven, well, well podcast years. years. Seven, seven, seven years, and we. I, I was going through the other night a list of the people that had been on the show before. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, we did the show on on X ninety six when time permitted. Mm-hmm. But you look at the list of people. Derek uh, Derek's not with us anymore. Uh, Marcus not with us anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, they're with us, it. not dead. I mean. well, no, no, but they're not they're not on the show anymore. Uh, Scott Pierce not on the show anymore. Uh, there's a long list of people that have been on the show that have contributed. That have been a big part of. Uh, what I like to call the great jambalaya of geek show, mm-hmm. and and it's evolved and has changed and has moved on. But I think I think Jeff is kind of the ham bone in the situation. He's he he had been the consistent, yeah, yeah, definitely left the the most flavor. Don't forget Punk. Punk was also on the show. Yeah. Oh God, love Punk. Yeah, I swear to God, if there's if there's anything I ever miss in geek culture, Punk posted on my Facebook. He's page got in it a there. Second. He's <laughs> got it there. Well, I'm gonna say one last thing. Like, I, I like I and I'm trying to be more like I'm not gonna be sad about shit. Yeah, war boy, <laughs> war, war boy. boy. <laughs> but I will say this right now. If it wasn't for Jeff, I would have never met one of the most... War boy. War Come boy. On. War boy. I would you have will drink never, mother's milk. I would have never met one of the most important people I will ever know in my life. In Valhalla. Me? There you Wait, go. You I made it. It's a Wait, I, inter- I introduced you to Jeff. How could you say that? <laughs> <laughs> Mangler. 
<laughs> war boy. All right. You made it. Sure. You know, every time you say war boy, do you feel like you're singing something from uh, Wild Boys, the Duran Duran song from the mid 80s? Wild, Wild Boys? Wild Boys! Wild Boys! Wild Boys! Never lose it! You'll drink mother's milk! Wild Boys! Mediocre! Listen, they, all, they always shine. I know that. Ah, we all love <laughs> Jeff Ice. It, he, he's missed but not forgotten, and, yep. and and make it happy, not sad. Well, that's kind of that's kind of where I had with the with the lady in the corner, where she was like, mm-hmm. "This this guy's making me feel good about life," and and I was thinking, God, you know what better legacy right. for this this fucking goober of a human being? You know, he was such a I loved hanging out with people, and if he's still a year after he died, you know, he would have been fifty now, and and if a year after he died, he's still. Kind of putting people at ease mm-hmm. and making people feel good about hanging out. He's like the patron saint of hanging out, you know. <laughs> he, he really, no, he really he was. was. <laughs> I mean, like, I I did the I show with him for three and a half years, and I don't think I even knew how old he was until one and a half. Really? Yeah. No, well, I, I not a I, clue. I knew because I had a tendency to steal his girlfriends. And he was, <laughs> he was, you were, you were Trey songs. No, he couldn't seal the deal. I'd be like, you are frustrated. So, yeah. you, so Lises was Mr. Steal Your Girl? No, I was Mr. Look, come, up, look up Trey songs and you'll I was, know exactly I what I was come see me after your date with Jeff. That's the <laughs> <laughs> it's Mr. My, steal Your Girl. My favorite thing that Jeff always said was this. Um, people would go, you're almost 50? Yeah. yeah. Like, what's your secret? He goes, <laughs> oh, drink a lot of water and have little to no responsibility. Yeah, no, and that's, and that's <laughs> just the water and no responsibility. The thing was, is, the thing I loved about Vice was he was like a Ned Flanders who got fucked up all the time. Yeah. Well, <laughs> because that, those were Ned Flanders' same policies. The, funny, fact, the, the funniest thing about all, all of it is there, there are four levels, uh, there are four lessons of Buddhism, and Jeff actually embodied all of them. And one of them was, don't worry about the future. It's unknowable. Don't worry about the past. It's in the past. Just dwell on the pleasant. That's why he was so good at hanging out. He was a guy that I, I remember, uh, you know, a year and a half ago when we we're on the verge of bankruptcy. We're on the verge after after we got evicted from our first restaurant space. And we're yeah. like, we're done. We're fucking done. And Jeff would come into the restaurant. And he'd just sit there. And we're like, ah, Jeff, I'm fucked. And he'd be like, you are correct, sir. <laughs> uh, I, don't, I don't know what to do. You'll come to something. Yeah. You always do, and it was just this this uh, this level of uh, of, uh, of 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 sainted chillness that the guy was so capable. Sainted of. chillness, yeah. He I was like just that. he was just so laid back about <laughs> it. And, and the sad part is, we know now that he wasn't actually in a good place. No, he wasn't through a lot he of that. He never was. He was actually yeah. in a. He was actually really frustrated. and He was having a hard time. I think and, he just would get out of his own fucking yeah. zone and help you with your ears. I think well, most of the time he was in some sort of distress, crisis, dire crisis. Yeah. So on. so. You know what? So. Thank you. Thank you so much, Jeff. Thank you because uh, ultimately, uh, now when I think about it, there have been a couple times where I think, ah, you know what? I'm I'm busy Friday. I'm really busy, but somebody needs some help. I'm going to go help them out because I think that's kind of what Jeff would do in that mm-hmm. situation. Because a lot so. of people, when they get drama in their lives, they make it about themselves. All about themselves, and yeah. they and they make it a, a roadblock to going forward. They mm-hmm. they're 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 too busy putting on a show. Of drama, yeah. and that's yeah. why you need to reach into the path of the sainted chillness. Yeah, well, it's it's, it's and not, just get through. It's not know? a it's not a vague book post. It's about yeah. it's about doing. You know, I think about I di- I didn't realize how close he and Jeremiah were. Yeah. Until uh, until I start hearing about all these stories about Monday really? night Monday night Mo- raw Monday for night years, raw. Oh, yeah. years and years and and, uh, and WrestleMania. Yeah, right? yeah. Like, yeah, and like and, and that was him. Uh, my old intern here at the Geek Show, uh, 
Clark. Yes. Yeah. And they would go and watch the shows again. I, um, how did I, he have that I much wanna, time? Here's the thing. I got to tell you guys. So something happened at on Sunday. Um, oh, boy. Oh, no, boy. I'm not going to cry. Okay. I'm, not, I'm fucking <laughs> no. done. Okay. I'm done. You right? will have okay. mother's milk. So on Sunday, um, I ran into somebody. I'm not going to mention her name. That I know that Jeff kind of had a crush on or whatever. and. Mm-hmm. So that, half the female problem. race? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. No, he could pull. But no, if they had glasses, he had a crush on them. That's right. Um, and no, she didn't have glasses. And she's, oh, she So was. anyway, um, she came to the thing on Sunday. Not mm-hmm. a lot of people came, right? And we locked eyes, right? I couldn't. And I, and I hadn't seen her. She was like, and she just goes, hi, and starts crying at me, right? Oh. And I go, Oh, hey, you know, and we talked for a little bit, and I was like, you know, he kind of loved you, right? And she goes, yeah, I just wish he would have told me. Oh. Like, right? Oh. Like, like, I would have totally been his girlfriend. Oh. You know? And the worst thing that I found out, right, is that, because she's not on Facebook or whatever, she found out that Jeff passed by the marquee. No. At Ruby's. Oh, the oh, and wow. she found out after after the uh, amazing memorial. Which, oh for yeah, fuck's sake, you guys. Yeah. Hey, we booked but, the we we <laughs> we booked the fairgrounds. We booked the fairgrounds, <laughs> but like, and I was just you ever like, had your funeral at a fairgrounds, motherfucker. Yeah, right. Yeah, but and I'm just like, ugh, how many of these people are out there? God damn it, dude, if you just would have spoke up a little bit. Well, and, and, there's, a, and there's a lesson to be taken there. There uh-huh. is a lesson to be taken yes. there. Yep. The lesson is, I mean, I, and and boy, honestly, uh, okay, so yeah, he was crushing on this girl hard. Say something. Exactly. Do exactly. something. Yeah. If he would have said something, because well, he was very shy about that kind of shit. Right. Well, he was and he wasn't. I mean, he you had... Know? Oh, God, he was. He that, was and he was. Yeah. As somebody who knows and watched him and just yeah, but going, that guy had a, that guy had a terminal tendency to date married women. I mean, he had. A, <laughs> like, what? No, only one. There was only one. Yeah, but we heard about it a lot. Right. But but there was there was there was one that I thought that that he was he was going to pull the trigger on and it would have been perfect because mm-hmm. they had such similar interests and. He just couldn't do it. Yeah, and, and, that's, that's, and that's, that's something to learn from. That is there. why my early twenties yeah. were so prolific. Because yeah. again, he couldn't pull the trigger, and I could. <laughs> he'd, he'd get them all primed for you. He would. I'd be like, they would just be so right much, in. so much frustration. I'd be like, I have the fingers that can help you with but that. But that's a lesson to be taken there. That, like grab it, you yeah. guys. Fucking speak grab up. It. Life, and here's life the thing. is brief, guys. Life is brief. And, I, and that's the thing is like, when he left us. When I left us, it was a cruel irony because I honestly think that shit was done, yeah. you know. Yeah. And he was happy, and he had somebody that was like, "Oh no, I get you, I get you. <laughs> We're gonna fucking do this, you yeah. know." And um, and he was back. We fucking went and oh yeah, we dragged we went, him. We went and dragged him out of goddamn. We dragged him out from under those giant pastrami <laughs> well, sandwiches. And no, I mean that, that's, that's, that's the part that those of you guys that behind the scenes don't know is that he he actually kind of checked out for a while. He retreated. He yeah. he took he took off. He went back down to, to Happy Valley yeah. and uh, he went back to Zelda's. Back to we, mom's house. We had, we had a period of time where we thought that maybe he was done. Yeah. That he was done with us. You know. And uh, it was weird. It really was. I love the guy, but it was fucking weird. But, like, but you look at this and Carrie. 
you more than anybody at this table can probably relate to it. Uh, when you see media that that is viable and living and and thriving, and when you see it start to wither on the husk, yeah, it it can be terrifying. And this is a man who made his living a newspaper, mm-hmm. you know, and, and and newsprint, and and then all of a sudden the transition goes to media to digital media, yeah. And uh, you can't necessarily make that transition, uh, and and he did to an extent, but he, still, that's well, he tried more than most. I'll tell you yeah, that. Sure, he, he definitely did. did. There are some sure who did. are still fighting that battle. But and when, I don't when you get but... when you get to a point where okay, here I am the hand chosen. Sorry, that's the vodka talk. <laughs> I'm the hand chosen progeny of one of the most prolific uh, movie critics of the on the West Coast. Yeah, you know the the gentleman he replaced. Was oh, huge. Yeah, this is a man yeah. who who printed books. He had yeah. books in publication. Handpicked and, Jeff, and he handpicked Jeff, and he said, "This is the guy. This is this is my protege. This is the man." What that was his replaced. name? Um, uh, Christopher Chris Chris Hicks. Chris Hicks. Chris Hicks. Yeah, Chris, Hicks. Chris Hicks was the shit at the Deseret News for decades. Yes. He was the movie critic for Utah, and he says, "I'm going to take this guy whose call to fame is uh, being the douchebag at the Scalapalooza show in, mm. in Utah County." <laughs> but but he served his time, and he's got a way of writing that is that is prolific and amazing and uncanny, and he can take his atheism and still write for a Mormon newspaper and and do it professionally. And so Hicks does that, and and Jeff becomes that guy. And then to see the transition into a digital medium where just about anybody who can write a fucking review is all of a sudden a movie critic. Right. Well, yeah, yeah. And, that, and that also goes to the consolidation of the papers and, and cutting back on people. Yeah. And, and when you can get your content for free and, and print it, why do you pay a guy? Right, you right. Know? right. It's, or or, or it's, in the case, his replacement was an intern. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, you're talking about a guy who, who had nothing but honors, who was on the dean's list at right. Utah State University. He was, he was an amazing writer. And he worked his fucking ass he off. Did. Yeah. He, he worked, worked his, his fucking ass off. He worked his way up and from... Just to have it, like, the the goddamn carpet fucking pulled out from underneath you like no, that? No, I'll never read that paper again. I no. think that leaves a mark. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And you're yeah. not necessarily going to rebound from that. Oh, so I, I know uh, as, as a person who went from being number one morning show in Central Oregon to hiring my own replacement in a syndicated radio show, nowhere near what he went through. But the and, thing is, here's the thing. And... We kind of talked about this upstairs a little while ago. You got to make a fucking decision, yeah. you know? You do. It's like you got to go, all right. And God damn it, I have fucking fought this fight. And I'm still currently fighting it. Do I give up or do I fucking soldier on? Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> you got to soldier on. You know? And you, like, you have to soldier on. Yep. You have to. You know, it's like... The easiest thing in the world is to fucking give up. It is. It's the easy way to fucking go. You just lay down and go, fuck it. Well, not only, do you, not only do you lay down and go, fuck it, but most of your friends are going to say, you know what? You gave it a good shot. Right. Good job. Well, good job mm-hmm. for saying fuck it. But when you actually say, no, no, actually fuck fucking it, yeah. Yeah. I'm going to keep on fighting. I'm going to keep on fighting. I don't well, care. I don't care what my boss said about what I'm doing. I, I don't care what. I don't care what uh, the the reality behind deciding to do what I'm doing is crazy. I don't care if deciding to teach uh, 
pre high school age kids is is a waste of time in a, in an age of standardized testing. Yeah. I've, uh, I've I've referenced this many times. Look it up right now. Captain America: Civil War. No, you move. Speech. Soldier. We, look it up. Soldier. We, we talked about that during the, the Twin Sons moment episode. Yeah. yeah. Soldier. And, fucking on. It, well, it is. You know. You know. And I I keep looking at where I'm going right now. And yeah, I'm on a station that I didn't think I'd be a part of, but that's fine. I I enjoy them, and they wanted me, and that's fine. But I've had to deal with people who think they deserve something, and they fucking don't. I'm yeah, did sorry. You do, did you do your dues yet now? Have you served your dues? Have you done Have you well, done the actual footwork well, I, yet? I've got one guy who's been doing it for 20 years who actually brings hookers to fucking junkets. That's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. And I've got another guy who looks well, like a fat fucking Janet Reno who wants to take fucking things that aren't fucking his. I'm sorry. I'm mad, and I fucking, I'm taking what I have and what I own it, and they can kiss my dick right on the tip. Well, I tell and, this all the time, Jimmy. Like, uh, my, I stand in front of the kids at the Sev. Yep. And I say, you know who's living the real new American dream? <laughs> and it's you and your wife. No, my right? wife much more than me. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's some fucking... Because she's built empires. No, that's a fucking... That's bullshit. Because I look... I, I go... Like, people look at you guys and go... Of course you did. Jesus, of course <laughs> you did. You know what? Cut out that of course you did. Because you know what? Cat Martin fucking created that uh, um, cleaning business. When she was 14. When she was fucking 14. Yep. Worked her fucking ass off. Um, got to, as Ruined it, her back in the process. Ruined, right. But has gotten to the point where she doesn't have to clean anymore. Except sometimes. To a degree. Right. Some people flake <laughs> right? out. And, um, hey, I've jumped in. And, right, no, and, and you're, I'm going to hire helping, on. And like, Jimmy, <laughs> Jesus Christ, people are just like, oh, he's so lucky. And I sometimes I go, oh, no. Jimmy's so lucky. No, Jimmy Martin works his fucking yeah. ass yeah. off. Yeah, to, to yes, me, he's a fucking he hustler. He's a fucking hustler, yeah. and he fucking gets it done. To me, the worst thing that you can say to me is, man, you're so lucky. Yeah. Don't, yeah. Ever, not, don't ever say that to I, me. And I've said that about you, yeah. Carrie. I'm yeah. just, and people are like, Oh, dude, you gets paid so much money to let him be on the radio. I was like, yeah, because he worked his fucking ass I, off. I, 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 tell that, I tell that story on an almost weekly basis because I, shit, I'm, we've known you for decades. And, and people are like, but oh, well, Carrie's got it made. And I was like, you yeah, have, I've kind of seen the anxiety that yeah. goes along with that. Yeah, so. I tell, you I'll, have to take the step. <laughs> tell you about that I, I, tell people, I tell people a very funny thing. Uh, <laughs> people go, oh, yeah, you, you worked your way up from this and you quit your really lucrative bank job to open a vegan restaurant, to which I say, there are six in Salt Lake Valley. <laughs> six out of right. 2,128 restaurants. Pre- there are six. Mm-hmm. Speak on six it. Six. Come on. That do not serve meat or dairy. <laughs> and you know what the number one question I get asked is? Do you have any gluten-free options? <laughs> <laughs> well, no, it's fucked up. Like, I will say this. Uh, last week, I got an award. You know, I pretend I'm not a teacher. Whatever. But I got this award, and it was an award for last year that I was a highly effective teacher. You are a highly effective teacher. Well, but my data showed it, right? Like, mm-hmm. like highly effective in language arts and in math. And when they handed it to me in the faculty meeting, I fucking started crying, right? War boy. Why, why I could you? not war boy. Why would I? <laughs> but here's the thing. You could not because Because that's... I did that last year while my whole fucking life was falling the fuck apart. And my marriage right? was falling apart. My best friend died. Uh, all my whole fucking my, my family, family died. died. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't think about that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like Jesus Christ! I fucking nut up, people. Who gives a fuck about like the little shit? 
Mm-hmm. Right? Because there is some big fucking shit that's going to slap you. And, like... Speak on it. Come on. Like, Warboy. <laughs> no, like, I'm, I, I'm like, hey, the uh, Supergirl is called Supergirl because she's Supergirl. Shut the fuck up. You know? <laughs> there, there are other things. Right. Is and I'll say, saying. I fucking... There's much more important And things. I respect Jay Whitaker. Fucking getting up on a stage and fucking doing comedy. Oh, if you think that's easy, if you think that's easy, show up, show up for a fucking open night, uh, open mic night sometime, and see how easy it is to stand in front of a room full of people. I do comedy because PTSD is a motherfucker, and it is Jay, (laughs) because I have it too. Mm -hmm. Fun fact, right? I I don't. Well. I'm glad you don't. No, I'm glad I don't. No, because my my dad sat me down once. My dad, who has a shit ton of PTSD, flat out said, "Yeah, because this is a this is a terrible place to live." Because you never know when it's going to come up. Yep. Right. What's going to trigger it? Yeah. But um, I don't know. I got good fucking friends. (laughs) Yeah. Well. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Tony, how you doing? You like to turn? How you doing, Tony? I'm just so I'm just listening. I I got to give just. I have to say it because someone asked me this the other day of where I got my start yeah. uh, as a film critic. And, and there were other things that happened before it. But uh, when I just, oh, it was on the Mediocre Show. We were talking about the movie called The Rocker with uh, Dwight from. Yeah. Uh, Dwight Shoots. What's his, I can't remember his name. Rain, Rain Wilson. Rain, Rain Wilson. Wilson was in a movie called The Rocker. Mm-hmm. That was the first movie I ever got invited to that was, uh, you know, you and the guests come to the event screen of The Rocker, blah, blah, blah. And so I was like, well, I'll write a review for Slug. And uh, Angela Brown, the editor, said, do you think that people would enjoy this? You know, theatrical reviews. And I go, yeah, I think they would. I don't give a fuck underground you are. Like, right. people go watch movies. And she said, let me go ask uh, a former writer <laughs> who used to write for us. Former would be the context, ass. Be the contact to get you credentials. It was Jeff. Yeah. He didn't have a fucking clue who I was. Not, not, and he goes, yeah. Here, here's your contacts, and here's was. I credit him to what I am today. Well, and he kind of brought out. I, I so, kind of want. I kind of want to give I you credit guys, him to what I am today. Like, I want to give you guys yeah. some some words of wisdom from uh, somebody Jesus. that I look up. Somebody I look up to a lot. <laughs> somebody who, in my in my pantheon of spiritual knowledge, is probably one of the strongest teachers I've ever had. Spiritual teachers. I mean, we're right up there with Yoda and the Bodhisattva. Um, and this is a direct quote. Just remember what Jack Burton does when the earthquakes <laughs> and poison arrows fall from the sky, and the pillars of heaven shake. Yeah. Jack Burton just looks the big old storm right square in the eye and he says, give me your best shot, pal. I can take it. Oh. One of my favorite quotes in that movie is, we really shook the pillars of heaven, didn't we? We really shook the <laughs> pillars of heaven now, Wang, didn't we? You know what? Yeah, I th- we did, Jack. Yeah, you know what did. I think? <laughs> I think we're all fucking war boys. Mm-hmm. War, war boys! You're all war boys in your heart. You know, yeah. when you think about it, there, there are those things. And there's war girls. There's things that are going to fuck you up. There's the things that are going to completely derail you from whatever whatever quest you're on at that moment. That might be your Trogdar moment where he went and burninated all the village for you. Trogdar! <laughs> uh, the countryside. But, but at the same time, the peasants. what's, what's it going to put you back on that mission? You know, is it going to be that plus one sword of perseverance? Hmm? You know what? Spray your mouth full of chrome paint and go at it. What a spray. <laughs> I'm going to Mahalo! 
What a spray. You know what, what a wonderful what spray. What a wonderful he, spray. It's, uh, he, he, he was our Colson. And, uh, you know, we, he was our Colson. Yeah, that is a fucking like, good. That's good. Yeah, oh, he, he was yeah. our Colson. And, uh, you know, we, we're, 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 you know what? we're he, binging. He's just alive in another universe. Yeah. On TV. Ultimate on reality. <laughs> we'll, we'll get there soon enough. <laughs> Jay Whitaker, doesn't matter what the press says. Doesn't matter what the politicians or the mobs say. Doesn't matter if the whole country decides that something wrong is something right. The nation was founded on one principle above all else. The requirement that we stand up for what we believe, no matter what the odds or consequences. When the mob and the press and the whole world tell you to move, your job is to plant yourself like a tree beside the river of truth and tell the world, no, you move. And you move. So say we all. And you move. And here's where it gets scary. You move no matter scary how frightening it is for you to stand up and say that. That's right. Because there are going to be times where you're actually looking one of your best friends in the eye and saying, no, you move. War boy. War boy. Shit, is this the first half? Yeah, Holy fuck. We'll The Atomic Arcade, 3939 Highland Drive in Holiday, downstairs from Cruiser's Bar across the street from a bar named Sue. Good news, the Atomic Arcade has been invited to add some classic gaming deliciousness to the already fantastic Salt Lake Comic Con. There's a lot of space to fill, and they're looking for suggestions. So what games would you like to see and play at Comic Con? Here's a list of some that they're planning to show off so far. Galaga, Ms. Pac-Man, Tron, Star Wars, Discs of Tron, Return of the Jedi, Berserk, Star Trek, Centipede. But if there's one that's left out of the list, let them know on their Facebook page at the Atomic Arcade. The Atomic Arcade catering to adults and young adults, much less than other arcades. They offer classic arcade games for uh, play at classic prices. Free admission, no hassle with tickets or anything like that. And games are at the classic prices, 25 cents and 50 cents. Go check them out. They're open seven days a week and open late. 3939 Highland Drive, Atomic Arcade. Quick, call the police! If I ever catch any of you punks in here again... Stop it, man. It's a free country. We'll go wherever we want. Not in my school, you can't. Try and stop us. We're the youth of today. God bless America, limp dick. Welcome to 1982. Punk was king. Basket Case and Creepshow were at the local drive-in. The Jedi returned. An alien phoned home. The Commodore 64, the Pit, the Q-Bert and Cabin Fever started selling cards and gifts. Cabin Fever, now located in the heart of Trolley Square at the corner of 500 South and 700 East, see the most explosive exploitation coffee table books of the year. Gasp at the collection of lunchboxes, fembot figures, and reconstruction alien and predator nuts and bolts creations. Prepare yourself for original artwork depicting Salt Lake City and all of its zombified, robot-controlled, Bigfoot-lurking glory. You cannot miss Cabin Fever. Catch it in Trolley Square. news welcome to it Woo. uh this is the uh, episode called war boy war boys <laughs> so <laughs> sorry <laughs> apologies all around you just you just heard sorry for all of that um <laughs> we got a little drunk and emotional is that in the first half yeah what the hell happened in the second half oh the second half didn't start up again for another 
45 minutes to an hour. Oh, the second God. half after was the, emotional. After the first half. Yeah. <laughs> some, some emotions had to be taken down a bit. Oh. Yeah. Ah, yeah. 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 I remember that now. So, uh, yeah, but then we, resu- we resume. Yeah. We resume. The, Everybody's the, fine. Coming up in the next break, we're going to talk about, like, Supergirl and things like that. You L- know, logo's so. not changing. No, no. No logo changes. <laughs> Calm down. It just, you know, we get emotional. Was there a fight? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, we, it's, it's, it, it's funny that we don't fight about, you know, things like, uh, uh, that wasn't canon. Yeah. You know? <laughs> we fight about real shit. Yeah, we, we get personal. You know? We get personal. Um, Both adding to and denting your credibility in yes, the world. Yes, indeed. <laughs> uh, joining us here for Broken News, uh, Jimmy Martin, of course. Hello. And uh, the big movie mouth off's bre- best friend. <laughs> Jeff Counts. Jeff Counts. Regular co-host on the show. Glad to be here. Thanks. Yeah. You've heard me mention Counts a lot. Yeah. Counts and I, we, we talk like schoolgirls on the phone. <laughs> and we see movies together and stuff. Good we're, guy. We're old enough to be in school. <laughs> and girls. <laughs> well, that part I don't argue, but... <laughs> Uh, let's see. Um, so the big story, of course. I, I, you, you, you look at me like I should know. Well, this is, this is huge. Oh, shit, what did I miss? Jake Lloyd. Oh, yeah, I did see this. <laughs> he looks like a little shithead now. A little fucking prick. Oh, I, somebody, who was it that, that was talking to him, said they saw him at uh, somewhere, and he's just mad as hell at everything. I, well, if you I know? was in episode one, I'd be mad too. Yeah. Uh, Jake Lloyd had some trouble over the weekend. <laughs> he doesn't know how to pod race, right? <laughs> Little Anakin Skywalker. He uh, he was arrested in Charleston, South Carolina. Carrie, shouldn't you say Jake Lloyd, 38? <laughs> do, do I have his age here? 26. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> Jake Lloyd, 26, was driving when the sheriff's deputies attempted to pull him over. Hasn't Charleston had enough shit already? Exactly. No kidding. Uh, With the chase lasting several miles, according to uh, TMZ, eventually Lloyd reportedly, it's not that he realized this is stupid. No, he lost control of the vehicle. (laughs) Drove off the road, hit trees. Did he get out of the car and go, yippee? Did he yell for 3PO? (laughs) (laughs) Arrested for reckless driving, failure to stop, resisting arrest, driving without a license, currently in custody. It would be so good if he was sober doing this. I hope so. Because <laughs> it doesn't say DUI. Or did He's it? drunk on anger, I think, is what it is. Yeah, none of the reports I got said DUI. I because wasn't invited to episode seven! <laughs> it seems like there's a few charges you didn't mention there, Gary. <laughs> I mean, we're, well, we're recording this Sunday afternoon. You know, by Monday morning, we might have more. Uh, That's a first-degree account of being a douche. But uh, in, a, <laughs> being Anakin. in a 2012 interview uh, with uh, The Hollywood Reporter, Lloyd said that his role... In the Star Wars franchise, made his childhood a living hell. Oh, I'm sure it did. Adding that he had destroyed all of his merchandise from the film due to the anger he felt toward the project. Well, so did we, Jake. <laughs> I read a, an article and it said, you know, star of episode one about this. And it said, at the very last paragraph, it said, Lloyd, who also starred in Jingle All the Way. Yeah, they, they had that in the article I got. But That's what it felt like a jab at him. Nobody, is is nobody. he claiming now to have been morally offended by that project? Yes, interestingly enough. Oh, wow. His, his excuse to the police were, I thought you were Sebulba. That's <laughs> really inside Jesus. there. That's really inside. Um, now that's pod racing. Okay. So there's poor Jake Lloyd. Is, I oh wish boy. I could be in Star Wars probably, and just get mad about it. He probably won't be with us much longer, so enjoy him. <laughs> I love that he's indignant wow. now about the quality you of the product. Then. <laughs> I hope they make a reboot of Jingle All the Way and he plays Arnold's role. Oh. <laughs> All right. 
So Jake, very angry. Now the big news, of course, is uh, well, the box office was uh, was a pretty big deal, and yeah. uh, and let's just go right into the Inside Out review. Sure, um, because. Um, you and I were talking about it before it opened, and we're like, God, Jurassic World's out there. I hope Inside Out does well. Yeah. Um, you guys were worried. It did end, it did end its uh, number one opening winning streak. That's, that's a little bit of bragging rights that Pixar has had, Yeah, is that every one of our movies has opened at number one at the box office. Oh, really? So it did break that winning streak. Sure. But yeah. it raced past all expectations. Yeah. Top debut of all time. For an original Pixar title. Oh, really? So that's very good. Uh, many had expected it to top out at 65 mil uh, because of Jurassic World, but it was a lot closer than expected. It was 91.1 mil. It was projected at 60. Yeah. They were saying 60 to 65 is what they thought, but yeah. 91.1 mil. Best opening for an original Pixar title and the second best of any Pixar film behind Toy Story 3. That launched at uh, 110.3 mil. Nice. Uh, had the benefit of being beloved. Yeah. So, uh, also claims ownership to the top opening for any original movie, live action or otherwise. Hmm. That and that's that isn't uh, a, you know something not based on sourced material. Yeah. yeah. A ride or uh, so it eclipsed Avatar. Really? Uh, for uh, seventy-seven mil was the debut of Avatar. Crazy. Yeah. So it, and and uh, I think that it it has to do with critics. Hey, let me just do this real fast. Go ahead. That's your back, back right there. Ah, right there, so good. baby. Ah. Carrie, while he's doing that, I'm going to say I'm so glad you mentioned it in the same breath <laughs> as a live action film because this movie to me transcends genre. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it doesn't matter that it's animated. It's mm -hmm. just high film art. No, and, I totally agree. a lot agree. of people are saying that. No, I, I said that to the, and hopefully you will hear the interview that I had with the creators of the, yeah. <laughs> of the movie uh, after, you know, well, toward the end of the show, yeah. if my file wasn't corrupted. <laughs> I told him. Point blank, I said this film needs to be nominated not just for best animated film, but for best film this year. You're right. It totally really agree. Does. Totally I, agree. Uh, Counts and I uh, went to go see. A, we'll talk about it after this one. But uh, we saw Dope the other day. And we started talking about Inside Out in the parking lot. Yeah. And we started. I was like, you know what? I mean, like, you know, we're halfway through the year now, and I, I'd have to go look look back at every film I've seen so far. But the first ones that came up with that are four star reviews: mm -hmm. Ex Machina, mm. Mad Max, mm -hmm. and now. Inside Out, and, and I'm like, yeah, like halfway through. If in in the best picture category, you can have up to ten. If you're going to tell me right now that there's ten eight, films, eight better than those three that are going to knock to, one of to them knock out. any yeah. of them out, yeah, then fuck, we're then, gonna we're gonna have a great six months, a great year. <laughs> but that's a really great. I don't to have. I don't think it'll happen, but yeah. you know we'll see. But uh, I mean, that's where I put this film. It is one of the most original and creative and inspiring and emotional driven films in a long time. Now when you, when you when you say original we need we need to back up a little bit. Yes, the concept has been approached before. Well, Herman's head. And and yeah, <laughs> you can bring up Herman's head, but I'll I'll go as far back as Woody Allen. He did it in uh, Everything You Want to Know About Sex but We're Afraid to Ask. Yep. And there's some French comics that go back even further. Sure. This, it's it's not the idea is not original, but the way that Pixar approached it. Yeah. yeah. Is absolutely well, yeah, and and for those who don't know, it's it's the story of an eleven-year-old girl named uh, uh, Riley who's moves from Minnesota to San Francisco, and that I mean, simply that's the story, mm -hmm. you know. But what's the story? What the film is about is the emotions in her head, and so and I don't we've said it before, but it's uh, Joy is Amy Poehler, good casting. Mm -hmm. Phyllis Smith from The Office uh, playing Sadness, which is beautiful casting. Yes, perfect casting. Uh, Mindy Kaling uh, from The Mindy Project playing Disgust. 
Bill Hader playing Fear, and my favorite casting, which I think is one of the most brilliant castings, is Louis Black as Anger. Brilliant. And who else are you going to call, really? Yeah. You know? <laughs> well, that's what I said in my interview. I said, if I go, it's one of the most brilliant castings. If he had said no, would you have scrapped the project? Because he, <laughs> and they're like, oh, yeah, we just toss it out. Like, you know, just never mind. They even make him wear high pants. It's perfect. Well, and he, but he does the fucking fidgeting with yeah. his fingers, yeah. you know? Well, they said that they, that they filmed him while he did his voice sure. work. And I'm sure that they you know, put that in and <laughs> added it to the character's uh, movements. But uh, let's go ahead and get into the review. Let's, yeah, so, let's do it. Um, so, yeah, so the story is real fast is that uh, joy and sadness are sucked out of the mind uh, and thrown out into the memory, basically the memory uh, labyrinth. Uh, I, I got to give them props because along the way they meet Bing Bong. Oh, Bing Bong. Ri- Richard Kind. Uh, <laughs> fucker makes you cry. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Long time Pixar stalwart, Richard Kind, yep. ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> yep. Um, but yeah, I mean, it. This movie is so. I mean, I saw it again. Uh, you know, we, you and I saw it what, a month and a half ago. Yeah. And then, so I went to go see it again with not only my wife but uh, thirty of her family members. Mm-mm. And uh, which, ra- is, which is not all of them. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> and uh, and raging from the age of like probably two to you know to you know parents that were in their forties. You know what? They brought a baby. Yeah, they brought a baby Ugh. to a cartoon, which is fine. <laughs> Uh, well, I'll say this: No, nobody made any noise in that. They were all engaged. Really? Yeah, and they loved it. Absolutely loved it. And also, who I, I ran, into, I ran into Gina. Yeah. And I saw her there, and I was, and I was like, "What do you think?" And she's coming out like wiping off her mascara. <laughs> she's like, "God damn it!" You know? <laughs> I warned and, her. I told her when she went. Yeah. I said, "Stop by Costco on the way and buy a whole lot of of, of tissues." Yeah. And just go up and down the aisle and say, "Here, because you're gonna need them." I, you know. And that's why I said, I, I've said that to a lot of people. Uh, I've had a lot of people Facebook message me like, "You better be right, Jimmy. You better be right." And I go, "Bring the tissues. I ain't fucking around like that." And then two of them came back to me. You're right, <laughs> but but now now backing away from that, I mean, because it is emotionally engaging, yeah. and that's important thing. As as Pete Doctor says, you go to the movies to feel. Yeah, but also don't forget that this has still got a lot of comedy, mm-hmm. yeah. very funny stuff. Oh yeah, and, and a lot of action. There's a part where uh, one of my favorite characters in the film is like they look like little jelly beans or something like that, and they mm-hmm. got like construction hats on, and they're going through the memories. And they're like, hey, do we need this? And they have this little vacuum machine. And he says, like, you know, what, what is this? She's like, uh, all, of her, all the friend's phone numbers. She's like, nah, it's all using her cell phone. Dump it. Like that. And they suck sucking it out. You know, and, and I'm like. And therefore, you, you your for- memories are erased. <laughs> yes. Fucking hilarious. Yeah. yeah. Do, we, so- do we need to know all the presidents? No, keep Washington, Jefferson, and the fat one. Yeah. <laughs> That's all you need. You know? Oh, and then what does he say? He goes, hey, every once in a while, we, we toss up this little gem, and it's like the triple mint gum, like a triple mint gum, oh. you know, this, this little jingle. And they're like, should we do it? Yeah, do it. And they throw it in the tube, and all of a sudden, it shows the girl, and she's like, triple mint gum. <laughs> I mean, like, that's what how brilliant this film is. I mean, like, yeah. you're looking at a psychology, child psychology 101 class yeah. in this film. And, and, and Gina said on the radio, and I, I agree with her 100%. She, they should show it in schools. Oh, absolutely. I think they should show it to 10 and 11-year-olds. Well, the other thing that she said um, was uh, as soon as it was over, she was like, no. Yeah. No, oh, yeah. I, I know we need to continue this journey. And, and They could. And I hope they do. Or what's, And then I love how they start going into other people's minds. Like They go into her parents' minds. But there's one one of Kat's favorite moments is when she's at the hockey game at the end and she bumps into the, the teenage boy. Oh, and, yeah. And the guy just goes blank and it goes into his mind and all his emotions are freaking out. And there's like this alarm system girl, going. Girl, 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 girl. <laughs> and she's like, okay, because he just can't say a word. I mean, no, it's, it's brilliant. Damn funny stuff. It's, and here's the way I was, because just, I just reviewed it with Kat on Big Movie. You know, I love Pixar. Pixar has been an animation studio that has been like raising the bar for other studios Consistently. to follow. Consistently. But not, though. 
Because the last few have been kind of a rough patch. They've been, in but the but even but even then they're, they're not bad. They're well, not, well, I'll say that Monsters University was good. They're not. And, yeah. and, I, and I said, bad. yeah, uh, exactly. It's not home. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. But Monsters University, while good, and how you can make a prequel good, I don't want a prequel. You know, I wanted something else, and we expect more. Before that was Brave. Wasn't a huge fan. Like I, it's really? good. It's pretty to look at. Before that is the one that we all forgive Pixar for, which was Cars Two, because we all know that they make a lot of it money. Was, it was called Cars Two: The Quest for More Money. Yeah, well, we'll see you at Toys R Us. Uh, yeah, um, <laughs> Toys R Us. <laughs> you wish <laughs> the Smiths. <laughs> <laughs> and so, so, but this is this is this film represents what Pixar's standard is. Is this is where what we have known them for for years, and like the first what nine films that were fucking brilliant coming out. Yeah, like. It's welcome home is essentially what it is, you know, and so it's it's phenomenal. And there's another one coming this year from them, right? The Good Dinosaur. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And so I, I kind of hope that's the only thing because if that's is this good, I, I have a feeling it probably won't be just because this one's so oh, high. State. I don't know how I mean, it could be, but if it is, great. I'm excited to see it. But I just I hope it doesn't fuck them in the end, where like that it splits the vote on like which Pixar movie did you like better to vote for the Academy Awards? You know? Oh, see what I'm saying? Like it's like when they have two actors from the same movie. Here's what we do. <laughs> it's it's very simple. Hollywood, you listen to this show very closely. Listen. You get Inside Out for Best Picture, Good Dinosaur for Best Animated. There you go. Everyone's happy. There you go. All that right. is brilliance on the level there of this go. movie right there. Okay. <laughs> just heard. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, I, I can't encourage it enough to go see this film. Well, here's the thing is that everyone's been talking about it. And, and you know my rule. I won't go see this in a theater. Well, you did. Well, I did. But <laughs> the, 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 there, were, there were restrictions. All the critics were down front, and I went to the back by myself. There was like 10 people in the theater. Yeah. You know? Is that so you can cry alone, Carrie? Exactly. It is. That's exactly why. I didn't. I loved the Toy Story movies. I couldn't make it to the critic screening, yeah. and I didn't see it until it got on Blu-ray. <laughs> I did not. And, and the same with this. Now, I got Sue up there, who's reading all people's Facebook pages, you yeah. know, posts about this. Yeah. And she's like, I want to go see it. I'm like, well, good luck. You should just hand her a ten dollar bill and say, yeah. "Have fun." I said, "Here." She goes, "No, I want to see it with you." And I'm like, "No, you don't. You <laughs> I really remember, don't." I'll never forget because I, I can't remember if we said on the show or not. But after the film was over, I'm sitting there like wiping my you know tears away, like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> and so I walked out. We went up, up to our buddy Aaron, the Disney rep, and I'm sitting there talking with him. And all of a sudden, you come out <laughs> with sunglasses on. Yes. <laughs> I had those shitty 3D glasses on when I saw it. Yeah. And I was thinking, there is no easy way to wipe my eye right now. Oh, no, there is no, I have no. to take the glasses off to do yeah. this. Yeah, I did that too. My wife's next to me. I I mean, I struggled for at least 10 minutes. Oh, I kept looking over at Kat and you could just see tears just like coming out from under the 3D glasses. <laughs> like that. And I finally, I took mine. I was like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> God damn it. Bing bong. <laughs> uh, that being said, you don't have to see it in 3D. I don't no, think so. No, I, no. I, I don't right. like seeing Pixar. Well, I don't really like 3D in general, but I don't, especially Pixar movies because the colors are so bright and yeah. vibrant. Just, just basically wearing yeah. sunglasses. Because that was that's been one of the recurring questions I've been getting. Do I need to see it in 3D? Absolutely not. I just did and I yeah. wish I hadn't. I thought it might be better and it wasn't. Yeah. All right, so there's that. Uh, so you're giving it four stars, Easily. I'm sure. Yeah. I decided if I was a film critic, I'd do five stars because I'm I can't I can't make up my mind. Sometimes if I can't make up my mind, I, I do star search uh, and like three and three quarters star. So that's how I do it. But oh, there you go. Okay. <laughs> but uh, yeah, huge. Just a huge recommend for yep. that. And then um, uh, and uh, real fast, the other one, dope. Dope. Yeah. This- Which is a uh, kid in South Central. Can, uh, yeah, down in Inglewood, uh, wants to get out, go to Harvard. Kind of hard to do that when you know you live in the, a shitty area. We should mention first that this was a Sundance movie. That's very yes. important. It's yes. also very apparent that it's a Sundance yes. movie. Yes. Uh, uh, main character's name is Malcolm, played by Shamik Moore. Mm-hmm. Um, 
basically what happens is he he befriends kind of a drug dealer, uh, gets invited to his birthday party because he he's like, hey, will you go talk to that girl for me? Which uh, Counts points out, yeah, it's the drug dealer who can't talk to girls, yeah. apparently. <laughs> he's a murderer. He's a drug dealer. But he's too afraid to talk to this girl. <laughs> that girl is Zoe Kravitz. I'd be afraid to talk to her, too. That is true. But That girl's come beautiful. On. Come um, on drug dealer so he goes to his birthday party uh gun gun shots are fired and one way or another he ends up with a backpack full of uh dope and a handgun and when he tries to return it basically the guy who owns it says no you took responsibility for it now you get to sell it oh or basically i'm gonna kill you and your family oh okay so and that's kind of the story and then you know there's there's here the, the first 30 minutes of this movie fucking rock solid yep and and the i'll say maybe jump a little bit forward reason to see this movie is not really that you have to see it is the soundtrack full of 90s hip hop oh good oh, such a good soundtrack that's some it's, of my favorite it's yeah. the best soundtrack since Guardians Carrie really yeah, Absolutely. it's really good let me I write mean, down to get that though. yeah so I mean easily iTunes it you know for sure it okay. is really good um, but like I said the first 30 minutes are really good you know there's some good jokes in there it's funny he's a geek so there's good uh, geeky you know things going on in there and then it just takes this weird turn and just becomes... Not just one, either. Well, yeah, but, like, I mean, just tone shift, even, mm-hmm. like, filmmaking shift, like, all of a sudden becomes, like, a fucking VH1 pop-up video with, like, Instagrams and Twitters and all this shit popping up on the screen. And then it becomes a caper film. Yep. And then... And then by the time you get to the end, though, it does get back on track okay. with, with some very, you know, unoriginal tropes going on. Super convenient. Yeah. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, I, I liked... I, like, the first third loved... And it just got weird, and it got better. So I can't. I mean, like, I'm I'm riding around the two and a half star t- territory, and it's just beyond that. Like it's just, I, you know, critics are just loving this film. Oh yeah, and I'm not seeing why yeah. because it's not a perfect film. It's not bad, but I'll tell you this though, Shamik, uh, Shamik Moore, the main guy, that's your Miles Morales right there. Oh really? If they ever did that, holy shit, he'd be good. He's a little fella. He'd be yeah. Perfect. He's got the tiny frame. Yeah. He's a great actor. He's very very compelling. He be I mean if you if Sony ever had the balls to do it, which I would love if they did, that's your that's your Miles Morales. Well, Jimmy, I told you the music and he are what kept me in this movie. Yeah. I mean, because you do root for him. You want him to make it through in the end. You because, want him to get ahead of everybody. Well, yeah, he I mean he, he's the guy who's picked on at school, like yeah. he gets his shoes stolen, mm-hmm. you know, that kind of thing. Like that. That so. is another part we forgot to mention. These these kids, he and his two friends, they call themselves geeks, but their geekdom is defined by their total obsession with early 90s hip-hop culture. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They wear the clothes, oh. they use the language, they've got the kid-and-play haircuts. Yep. I mean, they're totally obsessed with it, and they get incessantly picked on for it. Yeah. So, you know, you do want to see them succeed. Yeah. But, the, yeah, it just, it, it just it's really weird towards the end, and I don't know what happened, and I don't know if it was, like, the script itself, or they, I mean, like I said, Sundance movie, so maybe there was some, you know, restrictions they had there on, you know, budget or just time or mm. whatever, but it just, it feels weird. So I, I, I want to see Shamik Moore a lot more. And the director, you know, like he he he's got you know, he's got about half of it right. And so that's where I want to see I want to see more of what he can do. Well, I that that kind of makes me sad to hear because I just I read an article uh, earlier this week about the possibility of a Miles Morales film and if it does happen it will be years from now. Mm. Uh, so that's unfortunate. He'll be too old. Yeah. Yeah. Cuz they want they'll want to cast him young. Yeah. And he's uh, he's a good age right now. I mean, if they did it, but yeah. like I said it's probably not going to oh, happen. Oh, well, that's too bad. Uh, let's see. Here's some other things that are happening. Um, this is a comic book that Jeff turned me on to actually called Chew. Oh, I've heard of that one. And uh, I, I, as I was reading it, I kept saying to myself, this would be a great like Showtime or HBO series or mm-hmm. FX for that matter or something like that. And I guess they shopped it around to a few TV places and they were like, hey, yeah. 
the premise is what? The premise is kind of odd, but it looks like they're doing animated. Okay. Animated is the way to go. Uh, the uh, story detectors uh, uh, centers on a detective. It'd be played by, uh, let's see, uh, Stephen Yoon, uh, Chekhov from Star Trek. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, who is a uh, Cibopath, or Chibopath, C-I-B-O-Path, a person who gets psychic impressions from whatever he eats. That's right, yeah. And is set in the world where bird meats are illegal after bird flu killed millions of Americans. Hmm. Uh, Felicia Day will play his uh, love interest, who is a food critic, who is so good... She can write about food so precisely that the reader can actually feel like they're tasting it <laughs> as they read the review. Uh, now, this is the interesting part, is that they've cast David Tennant as sort of the villain of the show. Hmm. And uh, that's only interesting because of who was cast originally. Robin Williams. Ah. He apparently was a big fan of this comic book. Interesting. And wanted to be a part of it. Well, that's cool. And they, they like talked to him like I guess days before he killed himself. What's Ugh. the villain's shtick? What's his thing? Uh let's see. The villain's shtick is is that he is Stephen Yoon's boss. Ah. Uh so there's that. And anyway, some so, GMO or something yeah. probably is now what, do it. Probably. <laughs> yeah. Now whether where where this shows up, I it still does it doesn't say in the story. I could see like adult swim. But uh, there you go. I I imagine it will probably be uh an online kind of thing. Maybe Netflix. Something. Who knows? We'll, we'll, we'll keep an eye on it. We'll let huh. you know. Uh, let's see. Um, this was this was an odd, another odd little project. I've been looking for odd little projects <laughs> this week. Um, Son of Zahn. New TV series that's being developed by Phil Lord and Chris Miller. You know those oh, names. Yeah. Lego Movie. 22 Jump Street. Yeah. Last Man on Earth. Was that theirs? Yeah, it's theirs too. I didn't know that. Uh, it is uh, on the way starring... This is the interesting part. Starring a cartoon barbarian who returns to his living, breathing wife and kids after a decade of terrorizing cartoon lands. Okay. <laughs> Strange concept. Is it like... Returning it's, it's, as a cartoon? As live action. Okay. So he is... Let me read that to you again. <laughs> is he Thundar? Yeah, just imagine Thundar. <laughs> Returning from being Thundar, as Chris Hemsworth, back to his living, breathing wife and kids after a decade. What the hell? Even better, returning to an office job. <laughs> now, I read that and I went, oh, God. Okay. Yeah. I'm, it's not my money. Make this and, and show it to me. Yeah. You know. But because Fox loves animation and they love these guys, yeah. my guess is we're going to see it. Does he get to ride his giant cat to work? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I, you know, I said about Last Man on Earth, you're good for a season. Yeah. I was wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This, pretty confident in saying you're, <laughs> you're good for a season. You're, you're going to get the complete series on DVD? You will have it. <laughs> no one's going to challenge you. on will one disc long. I think. They're going to give it to you on a thumb drive. <laughs> don't get me wrong. I want to see this. I really do. But there you go. Bargain bin at Walmart. I get it. <laughs> I want to see this. All right. Uh, let's see. Um, I have two two Channing Tatum stories just because he's out promoting that goddamn... Magic Mike? Magic Mike. Oh, uh, God. So uh, well, we, we announced it. Um, you and I are going to the Ant-Man junket. Yeah. And uh, we leave on Thursday as we record this. That night is Magic Mike. So I, I won't get to go see it. 
You should have seen Kat's face. She was oh, like, she was broken. God okay. damn it! That, oh. so she goes. Can you talk to somebody and see if she can go? Oh, she's going in your place. I already okay. talked to. Him. No, she's going because <laughs> my wife is the only woman who sees the commercials for that and goes, yeah. "What the fuck?" <laughs> she, you know what's funny though? The first one, not terrible. That's what I keep hearing. <laughs> it's not terrible. I no, keep Car- hearing. Carrie, my wife and a couple of her friends watched that movie on on DVD and they hated it. Really? They thought it okay. was stupid. They yeah. just didn't get it. Because my wife sees it. We saw it last night. We're watching something. I don't recall. Magic, yeah. Magic White 2 comes up and, I'm, and she's, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I just went, I love you. Well, and, you know. <laughs> I'll, I'll be honest. My wife, I, I, I'm i not an idiot. She's not going for the story. The acting, <laughs> you know? And I will say this. The DVD of the first one has one of the funniest fucking features. You can click it, and all it does is plays a uh, never-ending loop of all the strip scenes with all the guys. <laughs> I think it's fucking genius. Jeez. So, but she's, yeah, right. she, guess how long it took her to find Wait, three friends to go with. If the roles were reversed on that, and it was a woman about, about women strippers, and kidding? that feature, oh, Jesus, the shit would hit no, the No, we fan. get fucking showgirls. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Somebody at your door saying, are you Jimmy Martin? You've been served. <laughs> uh, but anyway, two uh, Channing Tatum stories. Um, uh, first of all, uh, he uh, is talking about the Gambit movie. Oh yeah, and uh, he uh, is he doing that? Well, yeah, we, yeah. yeah, we have a director. Oh. It, this is one of those rare, very rare instances where we get a star before we get our director. Yeah. True. Uh, and in this case, it's uh, Channing Tatum is Gambit. I hope it's the Magic Mike director and uh, Rupert Wyatt. Actually, no, this is a good director. Why oh, I know that name? Uh, Rise of Planet of the Apes. Oh, oh yeah, that's Goodness. it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he also did The Gambler and The Escapist. Uh, he's going to direct it. Uh, so there's that. And nice. uh, he also says, I am definitely not in X-Men Apocalypse. Ah. Who? Channing said that? Gambit. Oh, okay. Gambit Channing Tatum is not in X-Men Apocalypse, just hmm. so you know. Uh, let's see. Oh, this is, uh, this is a couple of other little casting uh, stories. Uh, probably by the time this podcast is out, we may know who Jack Houston's replacement in the Crow remake is. Because they're like, Weeks away from starting. Really? And they've gone through a couple of different leads. Um, Jack Houston, uh, best known as the guy, uh, the assassin who wears the half face mask on uh, Boardwalk Empire. I've, I've never seen an episode. It's I, quite good. I, that's why I hear. And he's really good in it. Yeah. Um, Are you looking him up? He's, uh, uh, he walked away from it, citing scheduling reasons. That means something happened. Yeah. Because <laughs> um, Luke Evans was involved and he left due to scheduling reasons. That to me has the meddling stink of James O'Barr's fingers, uh, because he's heavily involved in the project. Because you know, as the writer of the Crow, yeah. wants to make sure that everything is fine. Yes, because all the Crow films were so great. Yes. Well, see, that was the problem. Is that he wasn't involved in in any of them, and so he's there to make sure. Listen, it's not that good. Okay, <laughs> I'm sorry. If you love the Crow as a graphic novel, personally, this is just me. I didn't think it was that good. I, right. I'll, I'll take was okay. it. Was it was okay? It was, yeah, but here's okay. the thing, though, and, and and I could be completely wrong. I don't know when the graphic novel was written. Long time ago. Okay, because there was a film. It's almost the identical story, called The Wraith, with Charlie Sheen, where he's oh, murdered. Interesting. And he comes back as a fucking dude in like a race outfit with a helmet on, and he's got this supercar, and just like runs over everybody. And he kills everybody that killed him. Well, it's the exact same story. I mean, I was going to say it's not an original plot device no. because I'm sure the Greeks had a myth about you know someone dying and coming back from the yeah. dead. Didn't Nicolas so. Cage come back with a motorcycle? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we don't talk about that. What movie was that? I've already <laughs> so there was that one. Um, but yeah, so uh, uh, by the time you hear this, they might have a new cast uh, lead for the Crow. If, yeah. is, is it a remake or a reboot? It's or? it's going to be. They're not calling it a remake. They're saying that it's a. 
it's more closely based to the original source uh, material, yeah. where the mm. first one kind of deviated. Yeah, I wonder if they'll do anything with, sorry, with the scene, if they'll try to do an homage to I Brandon Lee. And I, I think the they should scene. just forget it. Yeah. Just, yeah. just do their stupid... Well, if they pay an homage to him, yeah. they should also pay an homage to Edward Furlong. Because yes. he was fantastic. Yes, he was. And uh, Forrest Whitaker. Terminator? Yeah. <laughs> no, he was a crow. Uh, Forrest Whitaker has joined the cast of uh, Star Wars Rogue One. I, I love that. So that's good news. All right, so there's that. Uh, a couple of quick uh, things here while we're on the Star Wars uh, tip. Uh, Gawker is offering to buy someone's Star Wars Force Awakens script. Hmm. They don't say how much money they're offering, but they're, you know, and how you prove that it's real, I don't know. I've been working on mine all week. Absolutely. So. <laughs> I'll call them today. <laughs> and uh, finally, you're going to San Diego Comic-Con, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Jay is going as well. Jay's coming. Yeah, and Maya's th- coming with us. I think Shannon's coming, maybe. He keeps flip-flopping. Yeah. But uh, leave your uh, drones, selfie sticks, and e-cigs at home. Your drones? Oh, yes. Okay. Uh, this was posted on uh, their official uh, blog, Toucan. New rules prohibit the use of selfie sticks, GoPro poles, or any device that extends your camera or phone away from your hand. <laughs> it's so, too crowded for fucking selfie that, sticks. That, I love that a selfie stick and a drone are in the same category. <laughs> uh, similarly banned are drones or flying devices of any kind, including helium balloons. What? Any lighter than air object, either powered or unpowered. Jimmy was going to bring a magic carpet. <laughs> Inside the show, live streaming of any event and the recording of any footage, of course, is prohibited. But uh, they're going even further. They're specifically noting this rule includes Google Glass. You cannot wear Google Glass during footage viewing in any program room. If your Google Glass is prescription, please bring different pair of glasses to use at these times. <laughs> well, you know that's probably because I saw people wearing Google Glass like in yeah. Hall H. And I was like, how the fuck would they ever know if they're recording or exactly. not? Exactly. I love it. You... You cannot bring Google Glass. If your Google Glass is prescription, you still can't bring it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, finally, another point of clarification. Uh, no smoking at Comic-Con includes traditional cigarettes, pipe cigars, plus e-cigarettes and vaping products or devices. So I applaud him for that. Me too. Well, but I had, I was, I had this smog cosplay that I was going to have you do in it. <laughs> well, I was going to be Aladdin, but apparently I can't bring my carpet. <laughs> Fuck me, right? Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Got two weeks to come up with something new. Screw it again. Yep. So. <laughs> I was going to show up as a selfie stick. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going as the selfie stick from your favorite comic book slash sci-fi fantasy franchise. Oh, um, anyway, you got anything? Did, uh, you, uh, did you see the pics of uh, the, the girls from Ghostbusters? Yes. Yeah, I'm out. I'm done. <laughs> Just kidding. I see people that say that like, fuck this. Stupid. I mean, they're not even like they're like in plain clothes, like walking across the street. Yeah. And they're like, fuck this! No! I saw it first pictures and I went, I'm sure it's just them, you know, yeah. crossing the street. Coffee and I was break, right. right. Yeah. I was right. Uh, yeah, get getting a, a cigarette uh, yeah. between takes. You know, like vaping. <laughs> Hope they're not at Comic Con. <laughs> yeah, I just I thought just people make me laugh and cry. Those aren't people you're talking about. They're assholes. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Animatronic <laughs> versions of something. Exactly. Yeah. Um before I forget, movie night. Yes. Uh, next Sunday, right? Yes. Yes. Uh, June twenty eighth, I believe. Come, uh, come see. Uh, the theme is Afro Samurais. Yes. Uh, Ghost Dog with good old Forrest Whitaker. Now Rogue One. Mm-hmm. And uh, and it's a Jim Jarmusch film, if I remember right. And uh, then after that would be Black Dynamite. So and that's got to be the second film. Come on. Maybe. Yeah. You're gonna be <laughs> not an idiot. Yeah. And just to be clear, no episodes of Afro Samurai. With no, the episodes? movie. The movie. Oh, no. no. Oh, the show. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, there was the show, Afro Samurai. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. 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 No. 
Nope. So that'll be uh, the 28th, Sunday night. 5 p.m. is when the movies start. And right now, it's looking 65%, 70% that we'll be recording Geek Show before that live at Brewies. Oh, live at Brewies? Okay. So watch our Facebook and specifically watch our Twitter feed. Well, and um, come come see the smiles that Carrie and I have on our faces after we've seen Ant-Man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> see, I, I think I fall in a different category than Jimmy. I think I can tell you. What's that? You know, because Jimmy gets embargoed. Oh, they'll probably embargo. But I yeah. think I'm in a different category because this this screening is like it's like a big screening. Yeah, but it's 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 not just critics, right? It's like, no, it's like you know press and and uh, it's usually a uh, Disney like staff employees. Oh, that. yeah. Okay, well it, we'll see. I noticed this one's not at the one it's on the not. lot. It's like on like the AMC. It's not in the lot or or at the El Capitan, which means they didn't want to pull it out for Inside Out. Yeah, um, it's up at the Universal City Walk, mm. which I thought was an interesting choice. Yeah. But anyway, hey man, show it to me on the fucking black and white TV in my in a bathroom. I don't care. <laughs> you guys might be in different categories in that regard, but you're both going to be in sweatpants and bathrobes that entire week. I'm sure. <laughs> Uh, I'm excited. So there's all that. Um, At the end of this episode, remember to stay tuned for uh, my interviews with uh, the director of Max, along with I can't remember the kid's name, Justin something, and then uh, and then Thomas Hayden Church and Lauren Graham from Gilmore Girls. And if my file is not corrupted, <laughs> before that, yeah, you'll hear my interview with uh, the creators of Inside Out. It's Pete, Pete Doctor. Pete Doctor and. Oh, what's his name? I always forget. Producer. Jonas Rivera. Yeah. Boom. The producer. I just vice the shit out of that. Boom. <laughs> All right. There you go. Uh, yeah. Anything I think else? that's it. All right. Uh, back to the episode. War boy. War boy. <laughs> Again, terribly sorry. <laughs> I apologize for nothing. <laughs> Please to enjoy. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Jay. Uh, sorry I couldn't be there. Hope everybody's having a great Father's Day. Listen, I want you to go check out uh, the Juarez Kickstarter. Um, if you guys haven't seen the trailer for Juarez 2045, it's on YouTube. Make sure you check it out. It's pretty cool. I'm in there doing my own swears and stuff. I did my own stunt. And also, come and see me this weekend at Wise Guys West Valley. I'll be opening for Jenna Kim Jones. And then make sure you get your tickets for July 2nd. I'll be doing a one-night-only show. It's on a Thursday, so make sure you come check me out. But, Dad, you're not funny! Okay, Loki Jr. thinks I'm not funny. Whatever. All right, whatever. Bye. Dr. Volt's Comic Connection. Let's see what's happening in May at Dr. Volt's. Marvel's Secret Wars gets underway. War brings all of the old and alternate universes together. Heroes fight to survive as world explodes around them. Who will live? Who will die? Well, you'll just have to buy and find out. A-Force. The Women of Marvel finally getting their own series. Oh, here's one that I'm really excited about. Fight Club returns. Tyler Durden has lived a quiet life for 10 years. Tired of a boring suburban life, Durden's wife changes his meds, and now the mad anarchist returns with a vengeance in Fight Club 2. DC's Convergence wraps up this month. The multiverse is collapsing. The center cannot hold. Mere anarchy is loosed upon the world. The blood-dimmed tide is loosed, and everywhere, the ceremony of innocence is drowned. This is getting dramatic. The best lack all conviction, while the worst are full of passionate intensity. There's your DC convergence. Uh, they have regular tourneys, uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! Magic the Gathering, Hero Clicks, action figures and collectibles. 2043 East, 3300 South in Salt Lake City. They're open seven days a week. Dr. Volt's Comic Connection. I'll see you next Wednesday. 
Hey, Geek Show, Lee here. I'd like to invite you to Fresh Compassion Eatery, my tasty little corner of Salt Lake City. At Fresh, we focus on plant-based cuisine, but that doesn't mean you're getting a sawdust platter with a side of dehydrated kale flakes for lunch. Our passion is full-flavored dishes like our signature Fancy Boy Wrap, eggless egg salad, and the all-new Full Whitaker Nachos. We have a lot of fantastic heart-healthy salads, soups, and entrees that will fill you up without emptying out your wallet. Also, check out our full-service vegan coffee bar and our pastry case full of incredible goodies from Cakewalk Vegan Bakery. And you never know, I just might have the latest scoop on your favorite geek stuff. That's Fresh Compassionate Eatery, 145 East, 1300 South, Suite 201 in Salt Lake City. We're open Monday through Saturday, 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. You can also call ahead for takeout at 801-906-8277. Get all that info at FreshEats.com. And thanks, Geek Show, for helping make Fresh such an awesome reality. God, y'all that, missed some that, shit. Oh, you my missed God. like an hour. That yeah. was the booze yawning. Yeah. <laughs> Decrepity and fighting. Like a oh wormhole. Uh, yeah. Dicks. You know, curved when, dicks. When people are friends, to the left, to the left. Sometimes things get passionate. Yeah. Any anyway. Okay, we anyway, were, we were making out for anyway, an hour. Okay. Some I'm things sorry. are cunts. Yeah. But here's the thing. Supergirl. Supergirl. Uh-huh. Gosh. So, I, was, I okay I, so well, so I stayed over at Jimmy's no! I stayed over at Jimmy's house last night and he had to uh, Stop walk my ass down the stairs holding hands 22 steps and then we got up this morning and what we did and we Jimmy? walked over to a neighbor's house that happened to have the Supergirl pilot Oh your your neighbor uh what was his name uh, Mujabar the pirate Jeg Fu Jeg Fu rhymes with that <laughs> and uh I was laying in bed and I was like, fuck you, Jimmy. I don't want to get up. He's like, you want to watch the Supergirl, Supergirl pilot? pilot? I was like, I'm going to take a shower. Do <laughs> <laughs> you want to be fresh when you're watching gonna TV? going to wash my ass. Wasn't um, the only thing that got up. So he went to the uh, went to the post office. Yeah, to get right? my wife's camera. Yeah. And uh, we watched the CBS uh, Supergirl pilot. And let's be fair. This we was, think- now, this was three weeks ago, just so everyone. Yeah, it was three uh, weeks ago. Who cares? I, I still believe that CBS, CBS leaked it. Leaked it. Yeah. Because yeah. it was a gorgeous leak. Is it, it like perfect? Here's the yeah, thing. It was quality. like an asshole with a camera in Romania. Yeah. Right. It, was like, it was like a Zara White. It was 100% quality. And I will say this <laughs> as a DC fan. Mm-hmm. Please just say Superman. <laughs> they, they, apparently, they say every goddamn acronym every or, other way. or nickname. Yeah, they say Man, Man of Steel. Man in Blue. The big guy. The bu- the Boy Scout. The guy with the curl. Right. The well, butt plug. Now, yeah. I'm not sure, but I don't think they ever said Superman in Man of Steel in the movie, right? They, they did. So they did. They did? The, the yeah. troops called him yeah. that. Oh, okay. All no, right. but didn't no, didn't they like this? They do say man the of mic, steel in the, the show. Mic, yeah, the, the mic scre- or fe- gets feedback right when they're about to say Superman, right? right? Yeah, yeah. So they don't say Something it. like that. But uh, here's the thing Superman. Yeah, I don't think they say it. You anyway. guys, it's good. Is uh, it? Uh, it is fucking good. She's, she's really good. Hold on. Let me, let me was, reverse this. You guys didn't go watch an illegal copy of this. You came back from the future. That's true. No, somebody. Well, no, it's leads. I don't give a, a shit. I got this shit at home. Right. It's on so, my hard drive in the car. It was Booster Gold. <laughs> Come back from the future. Here's the thing. It was I got so, it independently. I right. just know that there's not going to be a Gorilla Grodd in it. <laughs> there might be Gorilla Grodd. So, look, here's the thing. Um, Kara. Yeah. She is fucking adorable. She's really good. And her. just... And, well, well, the first outfit she tries on, instinctively, Shannon and I were like, Oh, oh. 
Oh, God. And she's like, I wouldn't wear this to the beach. I was like, so yeah, you don't have to wear it to the beach. Just wear it on my face. Oh, Jimmy, don't be that I way. sneezed. But um, <laughs> it was really and good. And she comes out in the skirt with no tights. And I was like, yeah. That was good. I mean, she's got a pair of legs. Yeah, and but here's the thing. She's gorgeous. Little girls are going to fucking love the show. I like, hope they do. Girls are going to love the show because, like, um, it all starts out and, like, and I, I actually like the origin for once because Supergirl has always had a very confusing origin. Well, they've, those, okay? well, they've in, retconned her like right. eight yeah. times. Because so in, the, in the comics, the, the super extras were always right. dubious right. as far as origin. So I live in a city in a bottle. Right. So yeah, right, she was from Candor or yeah. fucking whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I'm from Canada, so, which is like Compton of Krypton. On the new show, like, Jimmy looked at me and goes, is this uh, is this her origin yeah. from the comic books? It's I, like, I don't know anything from the comics. And I'm just I, like, yeah, this is not even one of them, but this makes makes, makes a lot way more sense. more sense. So basically, here's the I origin the of of CBS's Supergirl. Spoiler: They fire alert. Superman off. Spo- they fire they fire Kal El off, Boom. and then they fire off his cousin Kara Zor El. Okay, who's older? And so. Who's older to protect him? Right. And what happens, and then the Krypton fucking explodes, right? As and the shockwave. And the shockwave sh- fucking <laughs> blows her into the... Phantom Zone. Phantom Zone. Oh. Her ship into the Phantom Zone for 24 years. That's why she's not... Older. Older. She's younger. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. is. Okay. Because right? when they so, leave, he's younger and she's older. He's a baby, right. yeah. Yeah. And, and so, like, she comes, but... And then something it's happens... It's never made sense that she's younger than him. Yeah. Right. So, it... Uh, and then it... Um, Somehow the the Phantom Zone rips open. Zod and <laughs> right because they keep talking about the generals coming, <gasps> but it's not the general. Oh, yeah. it's, general anyway, so, so, it's general. So he's so check in. <laughs> <laughs> so the what? the uh, the Phantom Zone opens back up. Her fucking ship flies out and goes back to Earth. It sounds like but it's blah, also blah, 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 blah. but it's also followed by the prison in oh, the yeah. Phantom Zone. Oh. Right, the prison in the Phantom Zone follows her down, right? So it's like all these like super powered. Is that why we see Parasite? <laughs> what's what's the first guy we see though that she fights? Um, um, that uh, fucking Vol- guy that Volta, um, whatever his name is. Yeah, Vol- it like, has a- what? Voltec. Is it Voltec? I'm making up names. No, he looks like uh, <laughs> Bro- he looks like Burt Reynolds. Burt Reynolds in a spandex. He actually looks like he looks more like um. Sean Connery in Zardoz. Yeah, yeah. Right, oh, in the comic oh, that's books. A, that's a Broheim. I know that. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. whatever. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. I, I'm just going to say to you right now, it is good. The special effects are good. The problem compared, compared to a CW show, it looks good. Okay. Okay. So they're, they're actually, well, this is a network show. Yeah, this is yeah. CBS. CBS. So they have Plus, some lighting. And, and the, the, the cast is great. Um, and get over uh, it. Get over it. Jimmy Olsen's black. Cool. Who gives a shit? Yeah, he's handsome. No, wait, no, no. He's, he's not only black. He's fucking handsome and charming black. and charming. From oh what my I can god! Tell. Well, you would be too if you want a Pulitzer for taking a picture. But it's Jimmy. good. <laughs> like it's really, really good. Like it's. Um, it reminds me of the I, Flash. Like it's super charming. I and like super like. I'm in between Flash and Arrow. Not way more closer to Flash. Yeah, because it's lighthearted. It's more lighthearted, yeah. But yeah. like, it's not. It doesn't have the flash. How does it compare yeah. to Daredevil? <laughs> it's not. Well, close. it's like way, I'm sorry. Yeah, it's, not it's, not no, it, um, it's got some room to improve, but no, she's adorable. She's great, um, and she's super like cool and fucking. Does she? It's kick a, a good. Does she kick some ass though, or is she damseling? Okay, and that's the thing. thing is like, 
the first fight she was in, I was like, oh, uh, they need to teach her how to throw right. a punch because she, she, she gets sucks. Her, she gets her ass kicked. Yeah. But, um, like, remember, like, by the last fight, Jimmy, yeah. I was like, these fight scenes are fucking awesome. Yeah, they're not bad. Because they're, like, they're, 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 like, throwing each other through fucking walls I have a, and shit. I have a reason to give a shit. My daughter's 15, and she thinks Superman's stupid. I think, the reason why she thinks Superman's stupid is because... Uh, the magic I, has no vulnerability. Oh, I agree with Shannon. So she wants to see when she saw the trailer for Supergirl. She was yeah. like, "Oh, this looks badass. I want a superhero show that my daughter can relate to this, and say, it's, cool. This is the this first is time. This is the first time I think that like young girls can adapt themselves to a yeah. superhero on or on identify screen. like self-identify. Yeah, yeah. and it doesn't somebody. and it doesn't matter that she's fucking hot or that she's cute with or without the tights. She is cute. Yeah, she's yeah. also no, but cute. it's also but. <laughs> But if it's I mean, a, if it's a hero that a, your average girl can look at and go, that's that's bad. Well, that's I, bad. So they, I they have the argument of the word girl. They're like, oh, what's wrong with the word girl? Because she's like, why well, can't it be superwoman? And it's Calissa Flockhart. Yes, mm-hmm. Mrs. Uh, Mrs. Hansel Ford. Ford, I guess. And, and but she was like, I'm a girl. Like I'm a and I'm a millionaire and I'm a I own a lot of businesses. What what's wrong with the word girl? And she's like, and she finally backs down because I mean, there shouldn't really be. A, no, I mean, you could say Superboy. I mean, I, I wouldn't give a shit either way. Well, well there is a Superboy. There's a Superboy. Yeah, <laughs> but but I I think this is like for young girls, you know, like mm. <laughs> members of the Sev, right? Could watch this and be like, yeah, like I feel cool. empowered. Well, that's I, cool. I, I, well, I saw I saw her uh, when she saves the jet. Oh, it's badass. You know, that's that's, that's badass the first thing. like ten and, minutes. The like, first and, ten minutes of the fucking pilot. And I'm and I'm like, now now there it is. This is yeah. what this is what yeah. we have been you know, the internet is saying we need right. for the yeah. longest time. And, and, and so here it is. I want well, you, you better support it. Well, yeah. all, but while all of the suits are saying they're going, Oh, no one's gonna support a you know, a female driven show or a female driven movie. Like it's, this, the same fact that we're sitting here waiting uh, how many years for Captain Marvel. Well, yeah, well it's like we said I earlier. It's like we said earlier, there's there's a Scarlet Witch uh, action figure that's just gathering dust somewhere. Right. Support this shit. You and know, I'm, you I'm not, should. And, and, and I'm sorry, I'm not talking the Marvel Select yeah. Black Widow figure. I'm not talking the twenty five dollar no, action no. figure. I'm talking the you know the six. No, I'm, six and I'm but, saying you've talked and you've talked. Support this show. But yeah. in this episode, I mean, you have yeah. She she saves the plane. She, she does that. There's a character, and I keep forgetting his name, but it's Burt Reynolds with his you know Bro, <laughs> Broham Broham Broham. But, but she, I mean, he beats the shit out of her. Like they don't let off punches. Like he's fighting back. That's Which might kind look of abusive in, towards a female. Yeah, it's kind of ballsy in this day and age. But she returns the favor and beats say, the shit out of it's him. It's not even close because she's Kryptonian. Oh, so yeah. it's, it's, and they, like, use, like and this, they use the heat the, vision. Yeah, there's this one great oh, part really? where he fucking like smacks her up in the air and she goes... <laughs> yeah, and she just like, stops. Yeah. It stops. And uh, I'm just like... Oh, and I was like, oh my like God. They, right. they use it. I mean, like, yeah, it's a guy... I mean, it sounds awful. It's a guy beating the shit out of a girl. But she's Kryptonian. She's Kryptonian. She's Kryptonian. She's going to return the favor. Question. And she does. Is there any chance we we may see a Power Girl just show up for a team? (laughs) She is a clone. I know. That's. I mean, like. I don't know. I mean, do you think they'd hint at that, or no? That's that's a that's a character that can exist. The the only thing they hinted at in the in the pilot was like that screen where they showed all the other villains. Yeah, and like like either like there was that one purple dude. 
and he's either the parasite or Despero, and I'm just yeah. like, <laughs> either way. The, the, sad, the saddest part of all this is that it's from the same creative team as the Flash and Arrow. It's Greg Berlanti, and I can't remember the other guy's name. I'm sorry because I know you listen to the show. <laughs> I'm, we were I'm, we I'm were pretending. trying to keep an eye out if like because they showed the, the the screen of villains. I was like, please show one villain that was in well, Arrow Flash or, or Arrow. CBS yeah. CBS at the last minute flat out said to Berlanti because they were told from the beginning this can be a shared universe. Mm-hmm. We'll go ahead. C- CW is owned by CBS, yeah. so they. They have the same parent company, and uh, the last minute Berlanti said, "No, we want to own this completely." Damn so there probably it. won't uh, be any. It yeah. won't. It won't share. No, I don't. Oh. I, I didn't think the CBS would go along. When I read that, I said, "That's too yeah. good to be no, true." No, but that's but that's not... something that you know. It's so that's funny. Too bad. You, that you, is too bad. You see Stephen Amell, who's just like, "I will guest star in anything to keep Constantine on the air." He he would have gladly crossed over with oh, Supergirl, yeah. and um, yeah, that's 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 just missing potential right there. I yeah. would, like it was so good. Like I enjoyed the shit out of it. Oh, I had a good time with yeah. it. Do you I think mean, they're like, going to be able to keep the budget up, though? I, I think we'll so. See. I mean, like, I mean, I'll flying, say, flying a, a, lot are, a lot of the effects, were, while they looked great, some were cheesy. They look yeah. great for TV. Yeah, I exactly. Will say, it'll probably be like Doctor Who. Remember how, like, uh, like on Doctor Who, if you watch Doctor Who, like, even though the special effects are really good, mm-hmm. there'll be, like, three episodes where the special effects are fucking bomb-ass. Yeah. And then there's one where they're sitting in a, yeah. a fucking yeah. house. Like, yeah. Oh, Here's the yeah. dude. <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> They'll find a way. And, yeah. Bram, and, um, and Berlanti's good at that. So oh, I will say, as one of the two uh, DC fans in this room, mm-hmm. I'm giving it about three and a half stars. Wow. I like the pilot. Out of what, four? I need to see yeah. this. Got to see it. Well, and I think I'm at probably three. There's... I, I love behind. it. They've learned a lot. I mean, they learned from halfway through the first season of The Flash. They said, well, part of the problem we're having with Arrow is that we, we got so caught up in Batman's mythos that we forgot we we're making an Arrow show. So we need to kind of calm down and, and remember what Green Arrow is. He's a swashbuckler. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and lighten up on the third season. Let Ollie have some fun. Which might make your your uh, your dental assistant sad because I know they like the they like they the like, soap opera they like the soap it. opera parts of the Arrow. But yeah, as long as they got the salmon ladder, they should be okay. Yeah. Sure, <laughs> but that's 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 part of the reason why the Flash has been so successful is because it's fun. You turn it's it on, so, you know, it's oh, such sure. a fun show. But it's not stupid fun. It's just fun. It makes me want to run. Well, I like watching not, Flash and do I will doing cardio. Say it actually, it's, I think it's the opposite of stupid fun. Yeah, I think it is very smart fun, and I can't believe the way that they have tachyons. Like, no, that they have just embraced the Flash, the mythos, oh yeah, right, and just it's, by like because it is the fucking stupidest they're, shit. They're, do, they're doing. They did stuff in the first season that I thought they were gonna have to ease everyone into right. over the course of like three mind, seasons. Yeah, keep in mind they had they had the Green Arrow or the Arrow show to actually introduce that. The fact that the Arrow, if you go back and watch the first season Arrow and realize that the Royal Flush Gang was the villain on the fourth episode. Uh-huh. But they yeah. disguised it. Yeah, it they, wasn't as obvious yeah, as having I mean. Cisco like, jump out and say, "Oh, it's the Royal Flush." Right, yeah. exactly. So, but now, I mean, I, I mean, just little things that the Flash does. I mean, hell, come on, let's. When, when y'all saw the helmet, when y'all saw oh, the fucking yeah. helmet, you, oh, the, the, the Jake amount, Garrick's oh, helmet, yeah, the amount of pre cum I had. Oh my god. <laughs> I just, I. That's my cue to leave. <laughs> I sincerely hope, though. I mean, like, I'm okay with Marvel with what they're doing with everything being connected. Yeah. I'm okay with DC, what they're doing. Yeah, they're, they're not, not they're two good ways well, we'll, to do it. We'll, we'll, so you guys know. So we'll, wait, we'll wait with the movies. So Although I like the fact that Batman's carrying over to Suicide Squad. All right. But well, you guys know. Well, that, Batmobile, that Batmobile is it's just on point. Here's what's messed I up. A, I think it's a flashback. All right. We don't talk about comics that much. 
um, what happened recently with DC is <laughs> convergence. convergence yeah. Is I they catch up still. undid everything. Crisis. What? What? Yeah. They, kind of they undid, undid they, the original fucking crisis. 1985. Yeah, and they, they undid, undid it. And they undid New Fifty Two. They undid New Fifty Two. They undid. Um, so it's kind of more like Flashpoint. Clint. They undid. All of them. So it's what's, like, so what's up with my boy Luke Fox? Batman, does he not exist no more? It's kind of convergence, but it's not quite Doctor Doom resetting the entire Marvel universe. Huh. Which, which so, is another. I got to catch up. Here's what they're behind. doing in the DC universe is the multiverse is back. Yep. And big as shit. Big as And shit. I think what they're going to do is just have like people, like creators, just go, you want to tell a story? Tell it. Tell, tell it. tell it in this ver in this universe. Yeah, you guys you can do whatever you. you want. Well, and it's a, such amazing idea if you think about it. Oh yeah. Like if you think about the Wildstorm universe and shit mm-hmm. like that, where it's like, hey, uh, you know, uh, creator controlled universe or whatever. Holy shit! Let's uh, let whatever creator has a great fucking story. Come in and we'll tell any fucking story. Anything you want about it. Like we'll create our own fucking universe. That makes sense. But, but look at. Yeah. But this is not just exciting for DC because the DC com- the the whole convergence thing has been really badass. The whole thing with the reset on Marvel Secret has Wars. been so badass too. Where, where I'm sitting here watching this this entire army of Thors laying down Doom's justice, God Doom. <laughs> yeah. Don't forget the God Doom. God who Doom. who? <laughs> Do you have more issues? That's like take, dope ass rap name. Nothing God I've, Doom. I haven't read it's, them yet. It's it's what what they're doing with comics right now. So I'm not even going to do a DC versus Marvel thing right now. I'm just going. It's all so batshit crazy and cool and creative. I think we're all winning right now. Oh, we I mean, are. Winning. The Indies are well, fantastic. With everybody DC winning. Doing. And Kerry Jackson, I'm telling you, I'm bringing the guy in. Are we doing? Questions? I'm bringing the guy in like after Secret Wars is over. Mm-hmm. To there's explain a, it, there's a guy I'm bringing in <laughs> that is. Fucking losing his shit about this. Secret Wars. It's Secret it's Wars. crazy because what's no, what's what's crazy about Secret Wars is that they built this battle world which has all these different. I I, I hate to say continents because some of them are smaller than that. Yeah. yeah, but it's like pocket realities on different parts of the Earth yeah. that are all governed over by the Thor cops. Yeah. And every <laughs> every yeah every there's like thousands. It's pretty of, fucking awesome. There the are Thor, thousands of Thors that answer to the god Doom. And like each area, like there's a mutant utopia with Baron Summers, who mm-hmm. again answers to the god Doom. But it's yeah. like this perfect mutant utopia where the mutants have perfect rights and equality, which they've always wanted, right? Yeah. And, and then you've got the A Force, which is the all female Avengers and it, team, and it's so hot. It's so fantastic, and and it's also it's uh, I think it's Kelly Sue DeCornick. They they went and they said, okay, let's make this perfect female utopia where we're not going to do sexploitation with the characters. And uh, well, that sounds lame. <laughs> it's amazing though because if it's written well and it's drawn well and the story is compelling. And I got a dude we're bringing in, like, because he is losing his. Well, when it gets over, then he can explain it all to so, me. Because like, so much pre-com. I'm, I'm sort of keeping up. He this, is losing his know. shit. He's like, and they're just doing this shit. With people that you care about so much, and he's like, I can barely take it. And I was like, when, You need to get, you need a mic, you need a when, mic, and when, fucking talk about this. Okay, I'm, I'm one of maybe three people on the planet who think Cyclops is a cool character. Fuck Cyclops. <laughs> one of Fuck when, Cyclops. When, when Cyclops at the end of what is the Marvel six one six decides to hatch a phoenix egg, mm-hmm. and he's floating around Manhattan saying, "It is nothing but pure love," <laughs> and that's the end of him. 
Uh, they're doing some real Philip K. Dick bullshit. Yeah, it is with, nuts. Yeah, it is it, fucking it's, nuts. It's like, okay, go ahead and read uh, Philip K. Dick's Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep and compare it to Blade Runner, and you'll see exactly what's going on with, with Marvel right now. Well, it's, I just I love the conversation between Doctor Strange and Doom in this, in this last <laughs> that issue, that where, where you know Strange is doing his job as sheriff, you yeah. know, and, and bringing all of this shit to him, and Doom says, why are you bothering me with this, with this Steve? And he goes, well, let's not forget, all right, at the at the very beginning of all this, you could have been God or I could have been God. Right. And I didn't want that fucking job. So well, and how did let the, me do my fucking job. And how did all this happen? I, I mean, thought you see that that like yeah. that, that poster thing they put out for the all new. I've got it here somewhere, yeah. And it's like fucking Doctor Strange is floating in the back with a big old goddamn battle axe. I'm like, what the fuck when, is that? When when Axis hit <laughs> I thought Axis was the stupidest idea in the it world. Was, yeah, and and then now realizing that Axis is how all of this happened. That that Doom having his moment of pure, unadulterated goodness, and then turning around and stealing all the power from the Scarlet Witch made him God Doom. You mm-hmm. know, and then getting the the Molecule Man and building this dimensional portal that, that he I, did I to just, stop all. I the just love how all of these and all of these people are referring to Doom as a deity. I mean, he yeah. is he is God because well, he know? reset reality with him as God, and and it's just. It's at, just some amazing. And he's sitting at the and base. The, and the best thing about it is yeah. it all connects back to the original Secret Wars, where fucking the Beyonders. Doom went fucking stole the deep Beyonders shit. And, shit. And where where is where is Doom's throne right now? At the base of the World Tree. Yeah, he sits on the World Tree. He's <laughs> yeah. Right. And also, Deadpool Secret Wars is great too. Did you guys, uh, well, did you guys read that, the Deadpool? That, that's that's when Axis. That was fucking. That's shit. when Axis became cool to me. When yeah. when Axis hits, they take on the Red Onslaught and Xavier's brains blasting out of the Red Skull, and all of their personality switch, and Deadpool becomes a Zen Buddhist. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's <laughs> fucking crazy. Uh, do we have questions, or do you have DVDs? What do you got over oh, there? Oh God, I've got. Tons. I think we should just go DVDs. Let's go questions. Let's go. Yeah. At least, at least one question. D. Wait, wait. I have to get there. Maybe Sorry. some questions. I was, gonna, I was going to tell you about how Ferris Bueller happened in in uh, on uh, in actual history. Oh, I got one. I, I can save that though. You go for you. No, it's it's a whole convoluted time travel thing. Fourth it's, episode. It's uh, it, yeah. It, it would have to be another episode. All right, because <laughs> we've got going on about Supergirl. Who would play you in the panel in a geek show porn parody? Porn parody? That means I'd have to know some porn actors. See, or or me, maybe Sean always, Connery needs a paycheck. I, no one knows. It's, uh, for me, it's always Tyler Levine. I just, I go, <laughs> it's Tyler always Levine. Tyler Levine. <laughs> Tyler Levine? Uh, He's not a porn actor, but like, no. like if somebody's going to play me in a movie, it'd be Tyler. I, I legit, I'm, I'm actually, to- I actually have two choices. I don't, I'm Webster. A ha- I'm a happy me. Shut up. I'm a happy Emmanuel Lewis. I, I, uh, it would either have to be Lexington Steel or Prince Yeshua. No, <laughs> no crickets, crickets. I don't watch professional porn, so I don't yeah. know. <laughs> I think I would be played by the guy that holds the boom mic. <laughs> yes, yes, you would. Yes, you would be the one. Stuck you would not participate. I don't want to sound queer or anything. Yes, I think it's fucking cool. Uh, I totally love fucking unicorns, man. Yeah, I would. I think I, I think turtles are pretty, pretty fucking hot. <laughs> I would. Uh, I would be played by. I love Cla- the fan dicks. I would be played by Klaus Kinski in a desperate urge to do something strange other than his mainstream film. I'll just say, I love Tracy Lords. That's all. <laughs> yeah, and Tracy uh, Lords. Her, na- her name bubbles. <laughs> Tracy Lords as Carrie Jackson. This was, That's right. I'm going to Comic Con as Daredevil, the Netflix version. Okay. Which what would be the best Daredevil character for my wife? I 
I think Rosario Dawson. Yeah, Night Nurse, babe. Night no. Nurse. Hey. I mean, you Daredevil and you want your or wife Electra. to be your Don't equal? Fuck that. Be by the way, Don't choose Kingpin. Have, you, have you guys read Night Nurse, by the way? <laughs> have you guys seen it at Vault? Oh, yeah. there's the They, they released... It's, it was... Fun. Yeah, I they, they released a bunch of Night Nurse stories. If you really, it. really, really want to mess with people, have her go as Stiltman. Oh, yeah? But seriously, no. Uh, Daredevil's, well, Daredevil's equal as Electra. Yeah, if she's and if she's... I, I say Kingpin. Why not? Put a bald wig on her. You know, one of those... <laughs> well, Carrie, Carrie, wigs, you know? Carrie, I want you, you, like it all I want you to roll... Foggy. I How want you to foggy? Roll, roll play this in your mind for a minute. Tell your wife you want her to play a fat, bald gay. Gender swap king. She'd pin. do it. She she was me for Halloween queen. one time. True. <laughs> she could be queen okay. pin. Queen pin. Queen, queen pin. Yeah. Queen That's pin. it. Yeah. yeah. All right. Next one. Uh, what is your favorite movie or TV show that no one seems to like at all? Hmm. Hannibal. I I can see that. I, 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 I'm now finally, three years in, seeing re- people writing about how beautiful this show is and how good it is. And I'm like, yeah, I've been on since day one, assholes. This My, is what I've been yeah. trying to tell you. You guys stayed away because, oh, it's murder and cannibalism. Uh, yeah, it is that. But it's beautiful murder and cannibalism. My daughter loves, <laughs> see, my, my daughter I, loves it. I'm yeah. going to jump on right behind you. Tomorrowland. Tomorrowland. Fuck off. Yeah. Fantastic. Great message. Beautiful imagery. Amazing director. Great acting. Raffi Cassidy, who's like, I think, 12 years old now, mm-hmm. she should get a million fucking roles after this one. She won't. I'm going to say not. something. Because they ruined John 3. I'm going to say something that's going to raise some eyebrows, and uh, I'm going to say Hellboy, even though a lot of people are going to say, oh, everybody loved Hellboy. No, you no. didn't. No, no it didn't. Well, you had two already. For, or, or there would have been a, there would have been, no, there were two, but barely two, yeah. because yeah. the second one barely made any Hellboy money. doesn't get the love. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't get the love, because if it, if it were actually recognized as the just sheer triumph of imagination that it is... There would have been a third and fourth, and we would have had our TV series and our BPRD uh, animated series and everything mm-hmm. else. So people say, oh, you've had two. They barely made it. They they, they barely made it. That second uh, one barely also, got made. For yeah. me, it's fucking Better Off Ted, man. Oh, I better agree. Off I fucking agree. Ted. That show like, was I, so funny, And I've man. watched That's the cool. entire series at least three it's times. It's on Netflix now, right? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's totally on Netflix. That show fucking Dude, kills me. If you want to see Lem and yeah. Phil, I was about to say the scientists Lem in that show, man. Lem and Phil are the so funniest funny. motherfuckers. For me, it's and, and that whole relationship between um, Ted and uh, hot blonde lady, yeah. Portia, Portia, Portia Durasi. Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, oh, that oh, relationship oh, oh, too. Oh, the yeah. other one, but, <laughs> yeah. so good. But that show is fucking amazing. Every time I watched that show, I fell in love with Portia Durasi again. She's so amazing in that show, yes. and she she is so sinister yeah. and so funny. And when she actually decides that she's going to apprentice Ted's daughter, yeah, uh, <laughs> so that funny. was the best. <laughs> One of the best episodes. So yeah. good. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to have to go with uh, Check It Out with Dr. Steve Brule. Oh, I love that show. Oh. Really? So, you know, a lot, of, pe- a lot the- of people cannot handle that humor. And I love that I show. I think it's, it's the funniest I, thing. And you guys know I hate... Uh, adult Swim stuff. Yeah. I, hope, I hate Adult Swim sh- stuff. And I, I fucking love but it all. I fucking love <laughs> so Check It Out. funny. Let's check it out. Let's check I, it out. I got to say... That was, a, that was a poem I wrote. Voltron. The old cartoon? Yeah, the old school. Mm. A lot of people didn't Not like the it. car one, though, right? The tiger one. No, no the tiger and the, the car. Yeah, there there were three Voltron. But shows, the thing actually, is, Shannon, Voltron was my shit because it was the most predictable show in television. Because right. you would watch the show, and then anytime you saw a motherfucker do this, 
with the blazing sword, you went and got like you're like okay, the show's grab wrapping up. Like let's go <laughs> grab a drink. Because well, he'd send yeah. he'd send the robeasts down. And you're yeah. like oh, the robeasts are showing up. You got to form your sword and do your thing. Yeah. But there were three Voltron shows. Yeah, I there remember. was the one with the five lions. Yeah. And there was the one with the two different halves. In the, of the vehicles Voltron, and they had the SUVs. And then they had and shit. the 26 cars that yeah. could combine into Voltron. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna say there was one show that was more predictable than Voltron. Gobots. Power Rangers. Yeah, that's oh, yeah. because it, it took, was the it same stole, fucking show, right? I mean, don't, yeah, don't but, get me wrong. I, I'm, but, I'm, I'm friends with two Power Rangers, yeah. like real life. Like, like I met Walter Jones, the original Black Power Ranger, uh-huh. and he's a, he's a friend. Hung out with the dude, drunk, drank with the dude, done some crazy shit with the dude. Like, good dude. <laughs> that was like hanging out yeah. with like. Black Michael Jordan for me. Like, <laughs> that was my show when I was there, little. There was oh, a show. Power Rangers. Did you say it was like hanging out with Black I, Michael I, Jordan? I, I was stuck on that. Right, because hey, uh, he's... Uh, I'm, all, I'm, I'm all turned black, up. I'm turned Michael up on Michael Jordan's Dude. black, stupid. I'm turned up on Michael on Michael Jordan right now. I'm turned up on Mountain well, Dew. I can't even get my words right. You know, Woo! you're getting a uh, Power Rangers live action film. Yep, 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 yep. And they up. said that it's a, it's a very adult script, but still fun. There was a show on... Still nobody wants it. Don't, don't talk to strangers. There was, there was a show on in 87 that was way ahead of its time that no one saw called The Adventures of the Galaxy Rangers. Yeah. And uh, there, there were five like space cops that each had distinct powers. There was a guy named Goose because everybody in the 80s had a show. Oh, I love that show. Yeah, it was a great, I great show. I fucking love that show. And I think it made it... And people thir- got killed on that oh, show? Oh, yeah, yeah. Shit, it was like it was the good. fourth or fifth episode. One of the main characters was killed off on a cartoon show in, oh. in the United States. Yeah, it was and, really uh, It wasn't anime? It was not animated. Was it, there breathing? Yes. No. It was. It was a show made no. by an American studio, and it was good. As, it was yeah. really, really well done. But the funny part and is, like it was sitting like in a like a. Um, it was like a space western, like a space so it was, western it was before fucking Firefly. Before Firefly. Yeah. This is a show that. No one saw, but well, the people who saw it turned around and made great shows. Well, Brave Star was before Firefly. Anyway, <sighs> fuck you, <laughs> Brave Star. Brave Star. Uh, Galaxy Rangers was before Brave Star. Uh, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to throw it Brave oh. Star because it was lame. You know, tobacco um, was outlawed in the 24th century, according to Brave Star. It was. Yeah, good for them. No, there was an episode where they brought back Sherlock Holmes in Brave Star, and he tried to drink, uh, smoke I, from his meerschaum pipe in Brave Star. Never watched Brave Star, so <laughs> well now you've learned. I just referenced it. Uh, let's see. Uh, do, do you have DVDs or DVDs and Blu-rays? Yeah. Romeo and Juliet. Oh, is now on Blu-ray. James Gunn, movie. James Gunn wrote it. Yeah. He wrote it. Yeah. Did not direct, but he wrote it. He, he starred as Tybalt the Cat. Uh, there's a few. Tyler's here, and Chaz had to jump in because he saw me looking through. While we uh, watching Supergirl, yeah, we watched Supergirl, and, and then watch. You know, I was like writing down this list. Uh, Sugar Hill, shit, oh, Sugar Hill. Fuck. You know Sugar Hill, right, Jay? Right, <laughs> black exploitation and zombies. Are you fucking for real? Yeah, yeah. Black, uh, black exploitation and zombies. Yep, good shit. Sugar Hill's goodness. Did, did y'all, y'all saw my face when you said that shit. I was like. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Turned down for what? I, I put that up. That would be a good double feature with the Warriors. Oh, that might be good. Uh, right, right, right next one, Dog Soldiers. Which is a movie I fucking love. It is. See, he went off on a tangent. No, so it's like a bunch of Irish soldiers in a house oh, surrounded werewolves. by werewolves. Yeah. yeah, I saw that. Yeah, that was it's really fucking drunk. good. It's, it's really good. I watched that one with Ginger Snaps. I had a really good night. That would be a good fucking movie night. It Ginger, would. Ginger Snaps and fucking uh, Dog Soldiers. Write yes. it down. Write it down, somebody. Somebody write these down. <laughs> uh, I don't know what MGM is putting out Double Trouble, 
But it's with, what do you say, the Barbarian, the barbarian Brothers? Barbarian oh, that? Brothers? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> oh, it's a piece of That's shit. Terrible. Do you guys like mullets? I do. Mullets and muscles? This is your fucking yeah, movie. Mullets and you. muscles? Yes. And, and those uh, the, the weightlifting pants. What are they? The, the baggy pants? Oh, yeah. Oh. Joggers? The parachute pants? Yeah, parachute, parachute pants. pants. MC Hammer. Well, what might make your day better is the Mission Impossible Quadrilogy. That's, that's good. That's a word. Okay. So you got the oh, you got yeah. you got the confusing as fuck first movie, yeah, which is good. The somewhat not as John confusing Woo. but still good second movie from John Woo. You got Brad Bird's third movie. No, Brad Bird did the fourth. He fourth. did the fourth movie. It was J.J. Abrams J. J. Yeah, did the third. Yeah, J.J. did the third. I think the third and fourth were the best movies. I think the fourth is probably the best one. I tried to watch the first one with Carrie. We both got drunk afterwards. Third is Philip Seymour Hoffman as the bad guy. Yes, right? yeah. that's J.J. That's so, good. So, so fucking good in yep. that man. Perfect. Uh, They're so both great. Yeah, they I are. mean, like, yeah, I think the third and fourth are the best of the series. The Mission Possible franchise. Like the fact that they took the what's the new one coming out? It's um, uh, Nation Rogue Nation Rogue Nation. Yeah, 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 you're right. That was supposed to come out in December. It's coming out like in a month, and I'm like, what the fuck? Like most people don't. They most say like they don't hey, move it from December to the middle of no, summer. No, they move move it from December to like the next April, and they're like, yeah. oh, we had some problems. We're like, sorry. Um, we think it'll perform better in July. But they're like, hey, we're gonna do it in November. We're gonna do it in uh, August. So who's doing this new one? Uh, I don't know who's doing the first. I think it's point. my dad. Oh, I forgot. Oh, I who's forgot who the director it? is. I I no. can look it up. Yeah, don't worry about. I it. think Tom Cruise is in it. Needle. <laughs> I uh, hope so. It'd be weird. It's a Needle Dick the bug fucker. <laughs> I never knew he was making a movie. He's so good. I know. I liked his movies. His t-shirts are the best. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, the Fisher King. I, oh my god, I love that fucking very movie. Good. Very good movie. It's a Criterion. Criterion Blu-ray now. All right. Oh, I might get that. So Boy. that means that they took every frame, scrubbed it up, made it look pretty, gave it a bath, moved it on. That's a... Does this make up for dinner with Andre? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it totally does. Well, if you want to see how much body hair Robin Williams had, yeah, that's and he's pretty hairy. Well, Robin, and it's Robin doesn't? Williams and Terry Gilliam, man. It's, well, and, it's and Jeff Bridges. Yeah, it's and, beautiful. Uh, it is a great who, film. Who were the ladies in that movie? There was uh, Christopher Plummer's daughter, Amanda Plummer. She is yeah. kind of she's Robin Williams' love interest. Jeez, yeah. um, that's a really good movie. Yeah, yeah it's a great movie, right. and and part of the reason why Terry Gilliam can't make movies anymore. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know if it's um, Miyazaki, but Lupin the Third. Uh, that's not. a Studio Ghibli, but not Miyazaki. No, the Castle of Cagliostro. Yeah, Cagliostro. Yeah, I think that, is that one not Miyazaki. No, Lupin the Third is uh, an anime series about an ultra spy that's been around since the sixties. Yeah, and, and uh, Studio Ghibli just said we want to do a Lupin the Third show, but it's, but it's not Miyazaki though. He didn't direct it. No. I think that's oh. Mitsubishi. No, it's not. That's a car but, company. But, oh. but dang it! This uh, the whole thing with Lupin the Third is he's like a master disguise expert and a seduction expert, and they're fantastic cartoons to begin with. But when you throw Studio Ghibli at it, it, it makes it even better. Mm. So really, just a ton of fun. Mm. Uh, a show I never really got too into. It's kind of funny, but uh, Workaholic season five. That is, I love it. I will say that I do have a friend who is one of their uh, cameramen, uh, directors of photography on. Mm-hmm. So. Support it for that. I understood three out of those four words. Yeah, shut up. <laughs> I understood both of those words. Mythbusters collection twelve. Okay, is on there. How many myths do you got to bust? All of them. Because it's never on AMC. But or, they or, right? or uh, they, TV. I mean, yeah. they never Whatever got network. to Man Squatch. Do you remember that Ryan Gosling was actually young, young Hercules? 
Get no, the fuck no. out of here. Yeah, he was. <laughs> from, from Sam Raimi? Yeah, you know, he Wait, showed me the like, picture. He showed me the picture today. Like it's like totally Sam, Ryan Gosling that, with like, um, like, like Kevin Sorbo long hair. Blonde hair. Yeah, yeah. No. So uh. that w- that was him and that shitty ass Sam Raimi yeah. television Probably. series yeah. Probably. from Renaissance Films. Oh my yeah. god! Oh my, that's terrible. It was Ryan Gosling. I so we we could look at, we could look at those and do a whole new genre of hey girl memes. But here's the best one. This is the one I made you include. It's a great title called "Stunt Bikes and Booties." <laughs> Damn! It's about stunt bikes and butts. <laughs> I I have no idea. Yeah. All right. How did there's you, how did you find that? On the, well, it was on my list, and Shan said, put that in there. Oh, okay. on, on the cover, there's a stunt bike going over a fucking can big I, booty. Can I uh, <laughs> get that in Criterion? No. Yeah, they, no. Not yet. No, you got to no. wait for like 20 years, bro. Yeah, and <laughs> then they will scrub up every panel, and it'll be in high All right. def. Last episode, right? Yeah. Before I forget, tune into the end of this episode, and you will hear uh, interviews with the cast of Max. A sober interview uh, with the cast uh, of Max. Uh, uh, oh, I hope it is. Because <laughs> if I just show up like, hey, hey, dog, what can you say to me? I'm going awesome. to scratch your ears right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, any uh, any games? Oh, yeah. I got a few things coming out this month. So Planet Side 2 is a free-to-play shooter. It's been on the PC for a while. Now mm-hmm. it's coming to PS4. It's uh, it was It was made by Sony, so that's why it's coming to PS4 only. That uh, looks pretty good. Uh, Devil May Cry 4, special mm-hmm. edition. They're remaking Devil May Cry 4 again for the PS4, the Try PC, to make and the Xbox One. Yeah. So that might be that might be pretty good. Uh, Final Fantasy 14, Heaven's Word. Uh, how he- many fantasies Heaven they got to have? 14 so far. Is this a DLC or is it? So I think this is a DLC because they're DLC. also releasing Final Fantasy fourteen uh, online, the complete experience. You know, I, I hate to say this, the, the new Final Fantasy stuff's been really cool, but when you can go to your iOS device and download Final Fantasy Tactics yeah. or Final Fantasy VI. Or seven. Or seven. No, you can't they, get seven. You can't do seven yet, but I know like Final Fantasy Tactics. I just downloaded it last night on my, on my iPad, and... Uh, it's a shit ton of fun. So oh, I, don't, I don't want to tell you not to play See, 14. I but. tried to play Tactics back in the day. I got into like the second fight and couldn't win. Well, you were two. I went until I went oh, to Cloud Strife. This was, uh, this was when I was like 17. <laughs> I'm just really terrible at strategy <laughs> games. Yeah. Oh. 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 Kids these days. Are you good at turtle I, games? I'm really good with turtles. <laughs> um so none of that matters though because Batman Arkham Knight. That's comes what it's out all about. This uh, week. That's the reason I'm getting an Xbox One. Xbox One, PS4, you and you PC. don't have one yet. I don't have one yet. No. This is are you, your, for, are you seriously buying one for this? This I, is I, the reason. I thought about buying one when they came out, and I went, "No, I'll wait for the Batman." Game. They you said us? I'll wait for the Batman for this. Yeah. Are they doing right. the? Are they I, doing that? The, shit scared me. I don't want that shit in my house. Are they doing the Bruce Tim skins like they did with the last Arkham game? Uh, they they are, are doing. They some haven't skins. announced I, what skins yet, but I'm sure they'll have yeah. because it was really. Really fun playing with the animated series skins. I get weirded out when I walk by like naked and I'm just like drying my hair. And all of a sudden it's like, hey, Jimmy, how you doing? <laughs> and I'm like. Because the Kinect what, recognizes what? you? Well, my face and my dick. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know Shut what it's right. Shut up, huh. Xbox One. That's called two-factor authentication. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to kill that thing. Actually, that's really not two-factor I did, authentication. Uh, but yes. When I was at my brother-in-law's, um, though, I played uh, Rise. 
Yeah, that Good we game. that we yeah. saw. Oh, that one on the Xbox One, that the Gladiator Greek one. Gladiator, yeah, Gladiator game fun. It that was fun. fun. It was yeah. really fun. And then I played the new uh, Tomb Raider, which I kind of hated. Oh, the new what? Tomb Raider is fucking amazing. That I kind of hated rocks, it. Man. What? I kind of hated it. I love this that house game. Down to the ground. The, uh, Don't do it. We the, need to come do more shows in three weeks. The new Tomb Raider that got announced, I think it would have been like a month ago now, is exclusive to Xbox for the oh. first little while. Okay. But, uh, yeah, the new Arkham Knight game looks amazing. It's totally open world like the last one was, but a lot bigger. And the Batmobile. And you get to drive around in the Batmobile. There we go. All right, anything else uh, before we... uh... Here's what I was thinking. What were you thinking? Uh, Hey, we're all friends here. We are. Let's just uh, agree to disagree about this fucking ham. I agree. I mean, I just... I don't know what I... Let's go. Fuck you and fuck your ham! It's ham. (laughs) What a cunt. Ham. Uh, sitting here with the with the creators of, okay, I got to be honest with you. We were we were at the theater yesterday. I'm not a film critic. I'm just a just a guy on the radio, yeah. and uh, I told Aaron, mm-hmm. I'm going to say hi to you guys, and then I'm going to go into the back row because I'm going to start crying. I know because <laughs> I have this thing. If robots die in a movie, Wally, damn you. Yeah. I will cry, and it never fails. And and so I said, I'll see you guys. I know this one, this movie has all the feels because it has all the feels. They're the stars of the show. That's right. And I knew this was going to happen, so I said goodbye. Went up in the back. Sure enough, puffy red eyes, terrific. You know, I come down. I say, Aaron, I told you, I told you. And he says, Well, I got a secret for you. All these hard-nosed film critics here were crying their eyes, <laughs> each and every one of them. Why did you do this to us? Why do you make us feel? Well, Why do you do that? That's the, that's the reason you go to the movies, right? You <laughs> exactly. want to feel. And we figured, man, okay, this is a movie about emotions. If it doesn't have emotion in the movie, mm-hmm. we messed up. You know? Exactly. So I'm glad so, to hear you say that. So who's the psych major between the two of you? <laughs> well, I mean, the idea really came from Pete. I mean, Pete was a... Uh, he pitched it to me as just a simple observation of his daughter where we could have an opportunity to... to personify emotions and you know i should let you say it, but the, what i heard was what if we told the story of a little girl but she's not the main character she's the setting because we do it through her emotions and that's just such, that just lit me up and i knew it was a deep well i knew we'd be we'd probably need therapy when we were done <laughs> wrestling with it but it was an it was just such a big idea that i as a producer i just i got lit up and said yes let's let's get this in front of john lassiter and well it, it is a big idea and it's and it's it's not it's been done before i mean we saw the woody allen movie and, mm-hmm. and that that show herman's head i'm sure people brought that up but you guys have taken this and expanded it, not just to a control room in the head, but a whole universe, for that lack was, of a better That was part of the fun is, yeah, we get to take people yeah. to places that we've all thought about, but we've never seen before, you mm-hmm. know. Where do dreams come from? Uh, deja vu, uh, river, you know. the Train of thought. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We had stream of consciousness, but that didn't make the final cut. So oh. there's all sorts yeah. of stuff. In fact, you know, I, that was one of my direction to, to the art department is like, I want to feel as though we got to see 10% of what this world is. You know, it, it's a vast landscape. Jonas likes to say, we've done outer space, we've done the ocean, but we've never built a bigger set than what's inside an 11-year-old girl's It really is huge. I mean, it, it's just amazing. And, you, and your daughter was sort of the uh, test subject, the, the one you studied for this? Yeah, not so much test, but just <laughs> watching her grow up. You know, she was a very spunky-spirited little kid, and then as she turned 11, she got a, a lot quieter and kind of, you know, 
shying away from us and stuff. And and uh, I went through that too. So I kind of thought, uh oh, look out! You know, <laughs> this is a difficult time <laughs> in our lives. And wondering why that is. You know, what happens in there? How old is she now? She's now sixteen. Okay. Yeah. So this this was this was a, a long process. This movie. Yeah, this is a five year five year endeavor. I mean, we we started on this as we were finishing up the film Up. And uh, well, that was when you, you kind of came forth with the idea, Pete. And uh, so yeah, it's a big, it's a hunk of life to make one of these, and uh, we pour everything we have into it. You know. Well, I think it's, I think it's quite possibly. As I was thinking about it last night, between wiping my tears away, <laughs> uh, I think it may be Pixar's smartest movie. Oh, that's that, that's just my observation. Well, that means a lot to us. I mean, obviously, we we we. We're very proud of the movie, and I, and I suspect why it makes grown men cry yes. is because we tried to make it. It's fun. We it's a comedy, by the way. We yes. tried to make it fun and entertaining and something for everybody. But oh, it, and it is all that too. It, yeah. Thank you, but it comes from a ob- point of observation that's truthful. And yeah. I think um, as a parent, I'm a parent of, of three kids, and and so when Pete pitched it, that's how I saw it. But you've either you're either a parent or you've been a kid. That's, that's that has, how I was seeing it. Has, yeah. has, that has grown up and, and struggled. And that's, even if there's, even if you, like I had no trauma in my life. I had a great spoiled childhood and got to go to Disneyland every summer and mm-hmm. all that. But it is so heartbreaking and, and beautifully so to just think about change and growing up. I mean, that is just part of life. And, there's, and now as a parent, I almost think if I could, I'd stop it. If I could, I wouldn't let my kids grow up. But that's, of course, a horrible thing to do. And <laughs> and so, but anyways, it's just this movie and this the pitch just caused this great debate and discussion around our story table. And um, I don't know, it just felt like a deep well to us. And I'm really glad to hear that that it's uh, it makes grown men cry because I think it means something to people. Well, I was I was wondering going in. I'm not a 12 year old girl. Am I going to be able to relate? But I was a kid at yeah. one time, and you go through all of those things. It wasn't hockey for me, but you can still relate right. exactly. Yeah, and I think the subject matter um, uh, is really rich. You know, we got to play with all sorts of stuff, as I mentioned, that we all think about. Um, uh, but you know. And on many different levels, on emotional levels, on gag levels, you know, we have a gag where a box of facts and opinions knock over and they all get mixed mm-hmm. up and, and the character goes, that oh, doesn't matter, it happens all the time, and he just dumps them all in the facts box, you know. So it's stuff like that that we really get to play around with. And I have to keep reminding everybody, I don't mean to keep harping on how it's going to make you cry. It's, there's a lot of great comedy in this and a lot of action, some yeah, great yeah, action yeah. sequences where, yeah. pa- you know, there's genuine peril yeah. and, and, uh, and danger and all that sort of thing. i got to tell you, though, the, the casting is so brilliant each and every one of the char- even the minor characters the voice acting is just terrific and and you you both have you, you're lucky in this small company pixar you get to do all kinds of jobs including the voice acting as well yeah was it just a no-brainer to get lewis black for anger or <laughs> he was the guy early on when i had pitched this idea to, to like the executives and things i would say oh, think of the fun we're going to have when it comes to casting like imagine lewis black as anger and people mm-hmm. like in- instantly get that <laughs> you know some of the other guys uh, came along a little later and and as usual what happens is as soon as you cast them you end up tailoring the role to them i was gonna say bit. i noticed that anger did lewis's gestures his yeah. finger and all that you know <laughs> we would we, we, lewis is so great we'd watch him as we record we even go see his shows and uh and slowly but surely we start to emulate 
his behavior into the mm-hmm. character. It happens in, in, with all of our characters. Well, and, and, and Amy Poehler, I could definitely see her up on the screen. I mean, she was fantastic. And we got to work with her as a writer as well as a performer. You know, oh. She came in the first day we worked with her. We just said, we're not even going to record. We're going to sit at the table, read through the script, and if you have any plussing or changes you want to do and so she was great well her improv background just oh yeah yeah. totally yeah a lot of stuff in the movie once in a while she would just say something and and that would end up in there you know so Um, quick you know and she's so and i she does look like joy to me amy's beautiful and joy glows i mean she just has that i don't know i noticed that with the animation uh of the characters the emotional characters that they have this interesting kind of glow the skin what 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 is that all about well, we Just wanted an artistic them. choice? Or? Yeah, we wanted the emotions to not look like little people, but to look the way uh, we feel, you know. Mm-hmm. So um, the technical guys came up with this way of making them. They're made out of a fog and a bunch of little particles that roil and move. And so if you look close, it's like she's effervescent. She's energy. Um, oh. And so that was the, 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 the kind of thinking behind that. That's absolutely brilliant. But, the, yeah, the, the, the casting, the actors, the script, I mean, I really do think it's quite possibly the best thing that Pixar has done. And, and, I'm, and, and I go way back to Toy Story. All right, I got all of them there. So We like you. <laughs> I just think it was just this a, is quite possibly the best interview we've ever <laughs> I just think it's just a brilliant film. I just, I really do. I'm, 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 if, if it doesn't get nominated for Best Picture, it's a crime. Well, that's very nice to hear. I mean, obviously, we, we um, I mean, really, that means more than, than you know to us because we work so hard on it. And we, you know, this is the 15th film at Pixar, you know, so there's a long history and we've been involved in almost all of those in, in some form and uh, we're proud of all of them. Um, people ask us a lot, well, you know, how will this do and, you know, what, what will it get? And, and I don't know, you know, we just hope people like it. It's, so, it's to continue the parenting analogy, I guess it's like, it is kind of like you, you, you hope your kid just behaves and does well and people like mm-hmm. them and, and that's how we feel about the movie. We want people to like it, obviously, because we like it. We're proud of it. But if two people go see it, we're just as proud of it <laughs> as if, you know, everyone goes and sees it. Now, I know when you work on a, a Pixar or a Disney project, part of the, the spiffs you get is you get to go to Disneyland. I just, I want to be there when Lewis Black is at Disneyland. I know. That's Wouldn't all. that be hilarious? I just want to follow him around, <laughs> <Yeah>. you know? <laughs> totally. <laughs> I hadn't even thought of that. For the, for the DVD extras, a yeah. camera, just a thought. I, I would see know. him watching a parade with the characters in the parade. That would be idea. hilarious. <laughs> that, that's a great idea. We should make that happen, get Lewis yeah. to Disneyland for a day. I want to see that. Yeah. Why are you standing in line? At yeah. the, you know, <laughs> brilliant. Anyway, thank you guys. For, thank you for the movie. Oh, it, it was you. it was brilliant and beautiful. Thank you so much. Thank you for having us. We we really appreciate it. Thank you. It's very nice to meet both of you. It's nice to meet you too. So Boaz, what inspired you to tell this tale? I had been wanting to tell a story about a dog for quite a while. Um, I wanted to tell a story that because I love dogs mm-hmm. and I find that our ability to relate to dogs can sometimes take away a lot of the inhibitions and walls that we have when we deal with people. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I thought that could be a really interesting thing to do. And my friend Sheldon, who I co-wrote it with, is an ex-Marine mm-hmm. who has dogs. And when I spoke to him about it, he really wanted to explore that aspect of the story. Sure. And we took it into that direction. Josh, uh, what was your training like to work with the animals on set and kind of how fast did you bond with yeah. them? Well, my uh, my dad is a canine handler. And well, that so helps. I went, yeah, yeah, it helps <laughs> a lot. I went to um, his facility and him and his um, colleagues kind of, like I ran with the dogs and kind of handled them. And that... Uh, helped a lot, but um, before we shot, I got to go to the um, the farm. 
they call it the farm. Yeah, the facility <laughs> where we train yeah, the dogs. Where they train the dogs. And um, I mean, I've always been the dog lover, and I'm, I felt like we, I bonded with the dogs pretty easily and pretty fast. And uh, the trainers, yeah, the trainers know, like, you know, they're very good to work with. Like, they know when and when not to, like, you know. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> but as obviously, the, the, the animals are in good hands. But how do you film a scene to make it look like a, it's like a vicious dog attack? It's all the trainers. Yeah. The trainers, you know, you interact with the trainers, you explain the scene, they let you know what you can do and what you can't do. Mm -hmm. And it is a learning process that you have to figure out pretty quickly in terms of how, what kind of angles you can use, what kind of shots you can make, and how it then intercuts into the story. That's, that's really the process. Sure. What's the most challenging aspect to working with animals on a set? One of the, um, I mean, it's hard because whenever you're in the middle of a shot and the dog may not do something right, they can't stop the take every time. Mm -hmm. So they'll correct the dog, like, in the middle of the scene. And so you're doing your lines, and in the background, it's like, sin, like, stand. Josh had to re-record a lot of yeah, his dialogue. Because there were a lot of scenes yeah. with really emotional stuff yeah. where all you heard was, sit, sit, Josh just had to keep talking. Four hours. My, actually, my first dog as a child was named Max. Mm -hmm. And so I was curious if you guys have pets. And if so, what do you have, and does their names have any significance or meaningful? I have three dogs. I have a Rottweiler, a Black Lab, who we found on the street, and uh, a little Chowini, a Chihuahua and a Weeder dog mix. <laughs> um, the Rottweiler's name is Shotzi, because that's, she's, you know, Rottweiler's are German, it's my little treasure in German. But Rocky, my brother found him, and my brother's like an MMA person, and so he named him Rocky. And then Tyrion is, I don't know. <laughs> nice. What is your, I could say Max, but it'd be the easy way to go. Right. What is your favorite uh, dog that's ever been on television or, or a movie? My favorite dog that's ever been a movie is the German Shepherd in the first Hills Have Eyes. Oh, there you go. Okay. <laughs> that's a good the one. one who lives. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, the classics, like the old yeller, right? Yeah, there you go. Why not? There you go. Well, nice to meet both of you. <laughs> nice to meet Thank you so much. Too. It's nice to meet both of you. You too. First of all, I have to say early happy birthday to you. Oh, oh, great. <laughs> sure, let's they? just throw when that in. How old are you going to be? Oh, Hold. Wow. <laughs> Hold. Your father, I read, uh, was actually in the military and wounded, and which is very similar to your character. How did that help you mold your performance? It, it actually even goes farther than that. My dad passed away um, three years ago, and, you know, but my dad, you know, served initially in World War II, but then was involved in, in you know, in Vietnam, and, and, and was retired way before Desert Storm and all of that. Mm -hmm. But, you know, my dad, he, it, it's weird because I watched it with a, with, with a friend last week and she turned to me and she was like, I could really see your dad being that way, mm -hmm. you know, because my dad was a very, a pretty taciturn guy, but, but also, you know, could be, you could, the, the emotional guidance that, that, that I think that Ray sort of, you know, helps Josh's character with. I think it's it's inherent. Sure. And Lauren, what was your initial attraction to the project? I was a fan of Thomas, a fan of Boaz, the director's work. Mm -hmm. And for me, it felt like uh, a little step outside of what I normally do, which is playing like a sassy, you know, <laughs> whatever it is. And um, to get to play kind of a different kind of woman. I have a lot of family from the South and um, in fact, came across some people when we were shooting in North Carolina who knew my grandfather, who's oh, nice. a preacher, and um, <laughs> so it just kind of spoke to that that side of me, and and uh, and I thought it was just a beautifully told story. What's the most challenging aspect to working with an animal on set? 
it's just working with an animal. I mean, it's, it's, just, it's just... You just nailed it. Yeah. It's, right. it's, you know, it's these are incredibly smart working dogs who, on the one hand, you, you feel kind of they love to, uh, you know, achieve a, a, a clear goal. And um, on the other hand, you can't explain to them, you know, they need to step into their light. So um, it, just, it just takes a little while and you have to be consistent, you know, so that whatever the animals take that's best, you know, that's that's probably what they're going to use. So Both of you have really great long-standing careers. Is there still that one project out there that you just kind of want to get onto? And I want to be on Friends. Is that still on? <laughs> They'll do a movie soon. Okay. <laughs> For me, Grapes of Wrath. <laughs> I, uh, I, I'm, at this point, I'm a good 25 years too old uh, to play Tom Joad. So maybe, you know, old Tom Joad. <laughs> Not really Grapes of Wrath, just old Tom Joad. <laughs> That's um, a good name Uncle for Tom Joad. Yes, great. <laughs> My first dog as a kid was actually named Max. And I was uh. curious if you guys have uh, pets, and if so, uh, what are they, and what's their names, and do they have any... This is going to be a rough day, because my <laughs> dog is not with us Aww. anymore. I know. It's okay. But I had a, an amazing dog named Hannah. I did not name her that. I got her from a German Shepherd rescue. But these dogs did sort of remind me, you know, they have that German Shepherd intelligence, and, and I, it's always been my favorite dog, so mm -hmm. um, someday. My very first dog was named Tuffy, <laughs> and then we had a dog named Ginger. Um, those are both long, long. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> now I'm just a ranch cat yeah. guy. Without saying Max, that's the easy go answer. Who is your favorite dog that's ever been on television or a film? Old Yeller. Lassie. I remember like my first obsession with um, uh, with uh, what is that dog Brand, uh, breed? Collie. Lassie. Collies. Uh, collies. Yeah, that was my first like you know dog crush. Yeah. Was Lassie. <laughs> so Lassie and Old Yeller. Cool. Yeah. Old like, Yeller. <laughs> just because he, he fought a mountain lion. Oh, it's so sad though that movie. <laughs> 